walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host. The hardest part of the ring. Kyle Bird. How are we doing today, folks? How's everybody's week going? Hump day, etc. Glad to have you. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. We got a fun old show for you today. Hardcore Heaven, 1996, of course presented by the old uh, ECW vehicle, Extreme Championship Wrestling. If you're not aware, really fun show today. Uh, both the event we're talking about and the podcast itself, very entertaining. ECW, man. Look, I don't want to... Can you fuck off? My cat wants to jump up and speak as he's done before. But whenever I, I hand the mic to him, he doesn't say a goddamn thing. What do you got to say, Dwayne? Come here. Just come here. Come here. No, you're just going to call at my thighs. You got you to gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta join the Patreon and do that. Okay? Can I continue or am I going to continue? And then you're going to claw at my calves. Anyways, what are we talking about? ECW hardcore heaven. Um, very interesting time in pro wrestling, uh, June of 1996. And if you are at all familiar with pro wrestling in the mid to late nineties, you know what this, you know what this timeline kind of entails. We're approaching we're quickly approaching the NWO. We're quickly approaching Austin 316. At least for me. Like, those are my kind of milestones in this era. But ECW is always kind of like, it's the one that I'm, I'm least familiar with. It's the one where I'm least familiar with the timelines and when things happen and what and what things happen in particular. So it's always um, it's always a mystery for me going in. But... I'll say this, man, and I don't want to. I don't want to get you know too ahead of my uh, my anal here, but stick around to the end of the podcast where we will not only grade this show, but we will compare ECW against WCW and WWF from an in ring perspective, out of ring perspective. You know the storylines, the hype, the in ring quality, lots of criteria we look at. And this is all part of the hardest promotion of 1996 battle between these three companies, these three major North American companies. It's it's the, the battle's gotten tighter. I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> it, uh, at the beginning of the year, 
it was um, you know, WWF was dominating. But as as we kind of reached the midsummer period, um, I would say WWF probably at this point might have the weakest product. And ECW's look, ECW has got some good stories going on, and we're going to talk about it in this podcast. We got RVD and Sabu continuing their saga. We got Shane Douglas is still in the TV title picture, as is Chris Jericho and the the the, the current champion. Pitbull number two <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, we got Raven defending his world title against Terry Gordy. I'm realizing as I'm like kind of foreshadowing this episode, I'm realizing on paper this might not be the best, but I promise you there's some good stuff here. The tag team division is kind of a <laughs> it's it's just it's just the worst kind of orgy. Like think of the worst orgy you've ever been in. That's what it is when like the gangsters and the and then and the Bruce brothers and the eliminators and the Dudleys that I mean, it's like an orgy. It's like when you go, it's like when you arrive at an orgy and they don't even uh, provide a charcuterie board beforehand. You know what I mean? It's like, how am I going to give uh, old old Deb here a rogering without some uh, without some breed cheese in the old Piper? You know what I'm saying? So. um. With that being said, <laughs> speaking of that's kind of, you know, a lot of cooters on this show, too. You know, a lot of cooters, a lot of beach, a lot, a lot of blowjobs, a lot of beachers as well. I don't even know why I bother. Let's just get to the episode. We got a lot to talk about. But first, let me give a shout out to my beautiful, beautiful, luscious guests. Kevin Rogue. Duke bags from the year of Duke and rogue podcast returning to the show. Love having these guys on is always a hoot having these boys uh, talk some old school wrestling. They talk a lot of old school wrestling on their show. Uh, every season they cover a year of a certain promotion within a certain era. So if you love or if you even if you just like <laughs> the apron bump, you'll you will enjoy the year of Duke and Rogue. You can find them uh, through Gorilla Brain Podcasts. Just search out Gorilla Brain Wrestling wherever you listen to podcasts. All this info information will be in the description as well. Uh, but a, a hilarious, hilarious show. They're currently uh, working their way through the first uh, pay-per-view year of TNA. So they basically started where I started in my TNA timeline, and they're working their way through a year's worth of TNA. If you listen to me, you've listened to me talk about TNA, you know there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of bullshittery, let's just say that, to talk about. And they, they have a good old time doing that. So do that. The Shining Wizards, of course, Handsome Kevin is part of that as well. Go check them out. Tots Pod, a bunch of stuff. They got a lot of irons in the fire, but go do all of that. Like I said, all that will be in the description below. Go check them out. Uh, check me out to apronbump.com for everything at apronbump on all the social medias. If you like this era of wrestling, ECW, WCW, WWF, mid 90s stuff, go to apronbump.com and you can go to the episodes tab at the top. You can get select any era, any promotion that you'd like to hear me recap. You could select Wrestling Wars of the 90s, and that'll bring you to all of the ECW, WCW, and WWF shows in this era in chronological ish order uh or you can just select ecw if you're just interested in ecw you can do that as well um binge away it's always a good old time 
including this episode, coming right at you. ECW, Hardcore Heaven, 1996, with myself in Kevin Rogue and Duke Bags from the Year of Duke and Rogue podcast. Got the herp. It was a ballad. How's that go? It goes, uh, you know, my baby, my baby's got the herp. Oh, baby, please don't give me that herp. You know, <laughs> real catchy, real catchy, real catchy jam. Uh-huh. I can't tell if you're bullshitting or not. That's 100% true. <laughs> what was your band's name? The Baby Daddies. Oh, so that's where the rapper Da Baby probably got it. Probably took it from us because we were around. I mean, this is 20 years ago now, so. Oh, yeah. what, what kind of what kind of music was it? You know, uh, power slop. Stealing from Eras. I'll show you the power slop. It was real sleazy, real sleazy Sunset Strip style rock and roll that we played. Sunset yeah. Strip. Do you have long hair? Oh, fuck yeah. Long oh, hair, fuck. long hair, long beard, man. Not as bad as like Duke's hair. Like Duke, I don't uh, think he's gotten his hair cut for like six years, something like that. Like, well, since, his is nice and luscious, so. It, it, I mean, don't tell him I said it, but kid's got a nice set of hair, right? He's got a nice <laughs> set of hair, right? I don't want him to get right, the wrong yeah. impression, right? Next time he's over, I don't want him to like hold on to my hand or you know, kind of give me the give me the bedroom eyes. I'm not looking for right. the bedroom eyes, you know? No, I'm no, sure no. plenty of other guys out there would love to get the bedroom eyes from Duke. That's not it's just not who I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's probably a high demand for it anyways, so I don't even know if really he'd be. For Duke? I would assume so. Have you talked to the man? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure all, right. Have. all right. All right. Hey. Neither here nor there, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have a clip of him from the last time we did this, and I've been waiting for a moment to use it. He just goes, nice keister. <laughs> <laughs> so his his uh, his style of comedy and his delivery are because we've known each other yeah. over over 30 years. But his his like brand of comedy and his his delivery is just it like it goes just so unnoticed by so many people. Right. <laughs> and sometimes I don't even think that he realizes that he's being fucking hilarious. Like I don't think it's yeah. on purpose. Sometimes it's 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 fucking amazing. Like and natural. We, would, we went to college together, and like out of nowhere, he just like asked the most. He wouldn't say shit in class for like three weeks. And then just asked the most profound question. And I had we had one <laughs> one one professor. Uh, Don was her name. Great gal. Uh -huh. And he just cracks this giant question. Beautiful question on it. And then she, she just kind of looks up. She's like, was that you? <laughs> 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 hey, there he is. Lu hey, what's up, what's up Duker? How you oh, doing? Oh, luscious Lucas. <laughs> pretty good. I'm rocking my other New Year of Duke and Rogue shirt. Ooh. I love that shirt. Love Check that it shirt. Out. I like Did it. You, where, where, where can people get that shirt? Or Kenya, PWTs. Nice. Did you hear? Did you hear about the? Uh, we got pirated on a shirt design. Did you hear about this? Did you? Yeah. Big news. Was uh, some company jacked one of our designs and started selling it on their website? So we had. Really? Uh, I, yeah, we had our legal counsel send them uh, cease and desist. To Tony. Our Tony. Le our legal counsel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking so many questions? Right, I, I'll have to. I'll have to talk to my attorney here. Right. 
Ground. A lot of things yeah. still in flux, a lot of moving parts. You know? Yeah, 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 that's right. I mean, we can cut this out if you need to, right? If there's legal right. ramifications. Right, right. No, but but he uh, he lawyered the piss out of them. It was great. So, Man. Yeah. What's that logo right there? What's what? All. That logo right there on Duke's oh, shirt? Oh, no, man. It was the, uh, it's our Nards Plow shirt. So we oh. released it on like, on like Thursday, Saturday morning. I'm taking a shit, scrolling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait a second, motherfucker. That's, that's not an Al. Like Al does, does all the designs. I knew he mm-hmm. would tell me, he'd tell me like, Hey, we're going to sell through this site too. I didn't hear anything. So I sent it to him and Al was pissed. This is like, don't worry. You know, let me talk. <laughs> let me talk to my lawyer. Yeah, he was pissed. Right. So. <laughs> Give him the old Nards plow of your own. Am I right? Or am yeah. I wrong fellas? Well, I mean, it's such a great shirt. Al's been working on it for a long time just to fine tune it. Right. Had to fine tune right. it. See, here's, yeah. here's the Nards Plow in action, right? That's an action shot of the Nards Plow. Yeah. Action shot of the Nards Plow. This uh, one Kevin's talking about, it's a whole abstract piece. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> an abstract Nards Plow. That's fantastic. Well, it's a snow plow truck. It's a Nards Plow, and it's plowing two giant uh, boulders of snow that might oh. resemble a pair of Nards. You know, that kind, That's of, kind of fun, actually. I do like that. Uh, I wanted to hate. And- I wanted to hate it, but I love it. And on the bottom, it just says, that's enough. <laughs> it's very, uh, there's no other podcast that could be about other than yours. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Should have rethought uh, that. Maybe should have well, dropped a pretty original idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe should have dropped an, oh, yeah, on the top oh, of it. Yeah? That would have made sense. Oh, yeah, on the top of it. That's enough. On the bottom and the Nards plow. Forging through. Potential for another shirt, man. See? Yeah, I'll, Keep I'll talk coming. To- I'll talk to Al and my attorney, of course. Right. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah you got to get his <laughs> counsel. How's well, the TNA going, boys? I've been listening to your uh, last couple episodes. Sounds like you're having a good old time. There's some good, uh, some bad, really reminiscent of the last season we did. Yeah. Right. Kind I of mean, a continuation, but with uh, it's a little more together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. not as much like crash. Just okay. We're you know nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. All of know. a sudden, Rusey's the champ. You know that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> not well, yet. Yeah, and that, that's one of the things I think we we discussed a little bit on the the last episode that we recorded is like it is it's so reminiscent of just horrible WCW in their dying days, but somehow it's just a little bit together. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's not quite as disconnected and bad, uh, even though there is. I mean, it's close. Right. It's cl- it's close. If if WC dying days, WCW is we'll call that like sh- the base mountain with a shit camp. Right. Base right. camp is what I mean. Right. Base <laughs> camp of, sh- of shit. Mountain, however you want to put it. It's <laughs> like you're at like the first like I need to stop and take a breath on that climb away from it. So you're not too far mm. away from it, but, you're, you you know, you can still kind of see it. But you're, yeah, you're away yeah. From it now. as much of a critic as of Jeff Jarrett as I am, you I think him holding him holding on to that title it kind of gives some stability to the promotion even though like every title match is like a shit show just like wcw but in that last season we covered there was about 25 title changes so that's true little little stability is kind of nice i suppose but the the finishes are all the fucking same too it's you know yeah it's not all the same and jeff jarrett you're right is a stable champion he's a champion you can be proud of I mean, he just made himself the champ. 
That's what <laughs> I'm promoters do. I'm gonna make myself oh, a champ. Well, who else is gonna be champ? Fucking Disco yeah. Inferno. <laughs> right. You're gonna put it on. Oh no, no. Glenn Gilberti and Johnny Swinger—they're bumbling around somewhere, right? Johnny be bad. Probably could have made a fantastic champion at the time, but Jeff Jarrett's the right guy. He's he's the Something dude. Something really out of place here with TNA. I, the Duggler is in the back being a really awkward yeah. announcer guy. Yeah, like you, he should be feuding for that title. Yeah, yeah. One of the yeah. uh, instead he's been hanging out outside of Kevin Nash's dressing room. The yeah. limo. He's always with the limo. <laughs> he's got some weird fucking fascination. Yeah, every time we like every time we see a limo, like fucking franchisler isn't like he's ready he's, he's, he's johnny there. on the spot with the limo so when when you guys called him detective duggler that like, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that like to hit my funny bone just perfectly and you can't get away from the duggler whether it's wcw tna or uh little ecw here 1996 the duggler's all over this show um but uh yeah man we've this is our third ecw show we've covered relatively same era Thoughts, comparisons to previous shows. What do you guys think of uh, or Hardcore Heaven '96? Just in general. Uh, you want my first impression? Please. I, I thought that the tape broke. The tape? Yeah, it opens and that logo just stays there. And there's oh. like a little on the bottom. There's like a little like somebody needed to hit the tracking. Right. So yeah. like I, I was sitting there waiting. I was like, did I fucking hit pause? Did I pause oh. this somehow? Did I'm sitting there's like the tape break? What the fuck? And then smoke rolls across and they start the show. But uh, that was my very first impression. So going in, not a not a good start. But it was uh, it was it was an interesting. But watch. then a couple seconds later, I mean, we're off to the races, right? Yeah, off to the races. I, I have a lot of issues with this show. Oh boy, Leia Meow's wearing a. Oh, we'll get there. But I'm, I'm starting oh. to embrace the uh, starting to embrace the the chaos. Oh right? yeah. I mean, these shows just start like out of nowhere. Right. Yes. Like, and uh, you don't really know what's happening. It's just you know sloppily cut together. Mm-hmm. But the fans are nuts. The crowd was super know. hot for this show in particular. This yeah. is, uh, you know, that enhances the experience quite a bit. Having fans that are so invested, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. chanting about whatever. You know, you fat fuck, shut up. <laughs> we don't care. Right. You know. Uh, I know that I th- Kevin's going to have an issue with the series of tag team matches we have tonight. There was no fucking tag team matches. Uh, but the... Like, There's four uh, of them in a row. Oh, you're full of shit. There's, yeah, who won any yeah. of them? Nobody knows. But Nobody. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> but the tag division is just so hotly contested that, you know, it's kind yeah. of a stalemate of sorts. Yeah, they got some real doozies in there. I like seeing Terry Gordy in this one. I didn't expect Why that. Why the fuck is Bam Bam Terry Gordy on this show? Why the fuck not? Do you have a fucking print of him too over your bed with Jimmy? No. Uh, who's his dick? Did Jimmy Del Rey? Don't you ever. <laughs> All right. There's, I know you're talking about getting the executioner uh, elite fig on one of your recent episodes oh, with Al. When that, when that fig comes out, I, I might get them all. Is this, I, before, I might just is this before or after and, executioner? Uh, this would have been what, what month was this? May? May. Yeah. Yeah. Or June. So this June? would be. I think it's right before. So June maybe. is right before. Yeah. Okay. Because he looks pretty good in this sh- in this show, but I don't remember the executioner being very uh well received. No. Yeah. Yeah. He was the executioner. I mean, but what else are you gonna do with him, right? He's not like he's not he's not a looker, right? That's debatable. Gordy's, you know, he's not a stud, right? I don't think he's got the uh, the sororities clamoring. So 
I think you put a mask on him, you know? I don't think I agree You think so? He looks like a fucking caveman. There's a market for that, He had a legendary team with Dr. Death back in the day. Yeah. I mean, tough guys, right? This guy was, uh, he he did himself in with the the dope, and I think at at this stage, he had already died a couple times from overdoses. Mm. Uh, But he was a, uh, he's a world champion, you know, in Japan. Right. And, uh, you know, great hand. I think he died when he was 40. So it's gone too soon, but really, uh, I kind of like seeing him. I didn't expect expect to see him. So that's fair. Yeah, Studley Steve is probably my highlight of the night here. <laughs> Looking forward to you mean dancing, <laughs> dancing Stevie Richards. Yeah, oh, man, he's uh, he's a hoot. <laughs> he comes oh. to play in this one. <laughs> he sure does. Yeah, it's uh man but the road there is just i mean this whole show is is a wild one i mean it's just like like you said rogue like right from the get-go three seconds into this show you turn it on sandman's already caning people uh joe gertner the ring announcer i don't know what the hell he did but uh sandman took a pounding to him and uh <laughs> was that in one of his quips I, he's gonna pound, pound him is that uh nothing all right what no <laughs> oh like uh, yeah i see yeah, I, I yeah, know. you'll get. I don't know. All right, I thought maybe you were yeah. gonna you're gonna grace us with a, a Joel Gertner pounding uh, uh, quip, but I mean, you right. can you if you would one, like to. You didn't have one in the holster. It's okay. No, I didn't come up with one because I thought you know you would you would have. one. I'm not there, the but. biggest Joel Gertner uh, aficionado per, per se. I know he wore a neck brace for a long time, and he was like a stud muffin. That's pretty much all long I got. Time, yeah, but uh, maybe that's well, maybe this was why he wore the neck brace because he got his ass handed to him. By old Sandman here, crowd loves it. Crowd, crowd put didn't pop any harder on this show than when Joel Gertner got his ass kicked. They're uh, <laughs> chanting one more time, and Sandman just keeps on hitting them. And Sandman just grabs the mic and yells "Yo" a bunch of times. And uh, man, yeah, it's playing to your audience. So we talked about this last time. I was going to ask if either of you guys had a translation for what he was <laughs> screaming. Just gets on the no. mic and screams, just nothing. No. Yo. Uh, Yo! The crowd ate it up, man. The crowd loves it. They loved it. Whatever this crowd's saying. Kendo, man. He's, uh, yeah, he's you don't see a kendo stick anywhere else outside of wrestling, oh, right, oh, really. What's yeah. it for? I think it's to, like, punish. It's used in, like, some sort of mish, mixed martial art. Not mixed martial Like, some sort of martial art. Like, karate or taekwondo to, like, toughen up the students or something. That That's what, what I heard. Not a tello head? No. He just had a straight stick, right? Yeah, he was a stick man. What's the difference between a stick and a kendo stick? I think the way it's built, the way it's fashioned, you know. Right. I think a stick, you can just grab a stick, right? You got one. But a kendo stick, there's a little bit of uh, handiwork that goes into that. You need a carpenter, probably, to make a kendo stick. Have I shown you my kendo stick? You got a kendo stick. You got it right, though. I mean, (laughs) just just in case. Some people people have guns for self-defense. I got this bad boy. On Amazon. Boy, had I, know, had I known that we were going to sh- sh- show what we use for self-defense, I would have showed you Swordildo. I mean, there, we have time. We're not live it's now. Up, it, it, it's upstairs. No, it's downstairs. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I got an aluminum ball bat, but I'm, I might have to get a Kendo. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a shame that I don't own one, to be honest. Still, yeah. still lugging around that ball bat, huh? Oh, yeah. Wherever you go, I got. Case, I, still, man. I still got the. Uh, you remember my my ball bat from when we were kids? My my, my aluminum. Oh, you still got that? 
I still got that. Yeah. <laughs> From right. when we were ch- when we were children. Yeah, I still got it. <laughs> well, uh you know, just in case. Just in case. Right? Just in yeah, case. Can never be can never be too t- t- too safe since 9/11, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you just never know, man. How do you segue from 9-11 to Bob Ortiz? I don't really know. Um, but Bob Ortiz is here. The old, uh, I guess, old school ECW uh, ring announcer. I guess that's why Sandman just bludgeoned Joe Gertner for no reason. Who's um, the gal with the big cans? Which one? It's Missy. Oh. Uh, yeah, Missy oh, Hyatt. Okay. The, okay. The, the walking riot, Missy Hyatt. Yeah. All right. Those guys, those so he's just passing her around, pretty much. <laughs> that's 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 what I thought, dude. <laughs> Missy, get him! Like, what? That's, that's not what you're supposed to do with your gal, Missy. Get him! Like, good for Bob Ortiz or not? Because I'm pretty sure he contracted one or two things in exchange. But yeah, because she is kind of a she's kind of a walking hot dog stand, isn't she? Yeah, something like that. There's always something in there. <laughs> Just <laughs> waiting for it. Yeah, I don't know if Sandman's just a big old cuck, or if uh, maybe Missy Missy does have some very uh, some uh, weaponized herpes, and he's just sickening it on everybody. But that's kind of a storyline that's playing be. out. Chemical warfare. Chemical warfare. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> but um, <And> very slick. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's a genius. Like if they would have used that as a story device, I would have been all for it. Like, Are we sure that's not what it is? <laughs> well, she goes after Bob Ortiz, right? Like he poses no threat, as far as you know. Get to look at that fella. Shady character, this Bob Ortiz. But you know who else is shady? Is the Francher Shane Douglas, who's in this opening match here against Mikey Whipwreck. So uh, old Shano just lost his TV title. Uh, at the recent TV tapings, which we'll get to the new champion later. But um, he's here facing Mikey Whipwreck. Kind of just the opening match here. I thought it was actually a pretty solid match. It was a little better than I was expecting. Uh, they're chanting Little Dick at Shane Douglas, which I feel like is a bit unfair. Uh, yeah. I feel like Douglas probably packing, right? He seems like a guy. Well, I mean, put yourself in his shoes. You got an audience full of people. Uh-huh. And they're chanting Little Dick at you. Don't you? I mean, if you're confident in what you got. Don't you just kind of drop the drawers? Well, some people like aren't like presentation ready all the time. He's a little you know? classier, I think. I, I, I just I, I think in that situation, you drop your drawer and say, say it to its face. Right. <laughs> right. And it's summer, so it's probably plump. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, every- plump. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> Franchisler's got a very plump cock. Yeah, he does. Well known. Well known. Seems like everything else is legal in the ECW arena, so. Yeah, with with uh, why not? With, I guess <laughs> with what else we it's more tawdry stuff on this show that I think uh, old Shano's penis probably wouldn't have been the worst. What do you but, guys think uh, of that handshake at the beginning? It was I just a straight handshake. Oh, <laughs> show of respect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, it caught me off guard that you know there's usually you know I'm gonna kick him in the junk or clothesline him or. Some sort of backstabbing, but that caught me off guard. You know, in the land of ECW, there's very little respect shown generally. So, well, he didn't have any respect for the fucking timekeeper's table franchisler. What that fuck that that irritated the shit out of me. He goes outside and he just throws everything off the table. It's like the timekeeper's like everything. There's there's shit on that table for a reason. Mm. It's like like he just takes it, wipes it all away. It's like you disrespectful son of. Did a he bitch. use the table? 
not that I know of. I think he was just, just throwing like throwing a bitch fit. Right. Like, this is not the franchise Lou that I love. Well, he's not the Dino Machino that I'm oh, in for. God. Well, he's maybe he was just getting hot and bothered. You know, Mikey was kind of you know had the advantage for a bit in this match. He had to kind of kick himself into high gear a little bit. We all have our methods. We all have our that methods. Um, speaking of dicks, I mean, Mikey's kind of takes a beating in this match. Uh, Shane kicks him in the dick, which I guess maybe he's just trying to lure him into a false sense of security with the handshake and then open it up the groinal region. Bing, bomb, yeah. boom. And then right. uh, a thing in ECW that I've always seen, I've only seen in ECW. I don't know why nobody else does this. The, the whole wishbone thing across the, the bottom rope, like the crotch against the bottom rope and like slingshots the guy back into the ring. So funny. So, so it's genius. Yeah. So good. It's, it's a, it's as creative uh, as a nard shot as you can get, man. Right. That's, that's you pull them right in there. Right. And, and I don't think that that's a DQ, right? That's not a DQ. DQs are very fluid in ECW. I'm not really sure what. Well, I'm just in the general, you know, wrestling realm. I think that if you're using the ring, I think you're okay. I think that's fair game, pal. Yeah, I think so. Ring posts. Nobody gets DQ'd for a ring post spot, so right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Part of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've had we've had deep discussion about what is and what is not fair game in the in the staging area. Mm, right. It varies, yeah. you know. But in sure this one, the juggler has a cheap shot on the official, so I don't think any, I don't think disqualifications <laughs> really in the cards. He just hits him. It, it doesn't even like yeah. do anything after that. He's he's in a figure four, <laughs> punches the referee. The referee like recovers, and then he's just back to like checking on. Like nothing. Ha- it was a, the most <laughs> unnecessary punch of a referee I've ever seen in my life. But uh, he, he was pissed, man. He, he must really love that TV title. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the other thing that I like when he's in that that whole sequence, he punches the ref, and I'm he's in the figure four, and I'm looking that he's got some hairy motherfucking legs. Does he you know? This? You didn't you didn't take note of this? I can't. I was too busy looking at his package. That's kind of where I stopped looking. Oh, you talking about it? Yeah, Douglas, man, oh. uh, furry guy, real furry guy. Is he furry or just in comparison to all the other shaved legs? One well, ECW, there's probably not a lot of shaved legs, to be fair. Well, and you couldn't see what Mikey Whipwreck was working with, so it's it's you know you can't really say maybe it was a comparison situation. Well, like to it's other just, people on the show, like Taz. Taz is a very smooth boy, you know. Right, right. And then you you see him in 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 other arenas, right? You see him in WCW. You see him in the WWF. Smooth legs. Right. ECW. Hairy fucking legs. Well, that's, I don't I don't know what's going on there. That's the extreme. What's going on there? Land of the wild. That's man. the hairs of the. Okay, I wonder if I could be extreme. <laughs> like what are you about to show us get ready um well yeah shane wins with the belly of belly to belly at the end and like i said pretty solid match uh working on the leg of mikey throughout the whole thing i thought mikey's selling was really good like even when he was getting whipped into the ropes he was like hobbling which i feel like you don't see a lot of yeah uh but yeah pretty solid match what you guys say i mean any other thoughts on this one no, I think uh, I, I think it was it was a decent it was a decent match. I think Mikey, I mean, he, where he got the spot that he got in is because he sold so well. Yeah, yeah. So him selling well is is no surprise there. Uh, it was it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't one that uh, I wasn't mad at. It. I was mad when Dougler disrespected the timekeeper's table. But uh, outside of that, well, on the you're really you're really hot reason. about the timekeeper's table, huh? Well, that shit's important, man. Why? If you've been you've you've been at a wrestling uh, stopwatch, 
you've been in the wrestling uh, arena in the venue, right? Yeah, if you if, uh, if you've worked a wrestling if you've worked a wrestling show, you know that timekeeper shit is there for a reason. That's important shit. Yeah. What do they do? They what, just, what, 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 what does a timekeeper do? Please inform the audience. The fuck do you think a timekeeper? What you have a goddamn stopwatch? Like what? You need a whole table full of full of gobbledygook. He rings the bell, doesn't he? Rings That's the bell. His job. Right? Yeah, put on your phone. Over, over, oversees the title when that uh, when that's on oversees the line. That goes on the, the title. Fucking plop it hey, on the ground. You need a guy. You need a trustful man to oversee the title. Wear it. He's got some water. You're not. No, your time people can't wear a title. Oh please. Put up. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta earn that to get it snapped. You just. You need it. You gotta earn it. Then you get snapped. So that's why they need a whole table full of papers and cords and stuff. Okay. Papers are important. Yeah. Well, um, other than that, I mean, what do you, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, Baron von Ratsky? Any any strong opinions on the Iron Claw? <laughs> Big Iron oh, Claw man. guys. <laughs> he's a he's a local guy. Is he yeah. Minnesota guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. He was at uh, he was at a show I worked not too long ago. Got yeah. the claw going. Yeah. Did he put the claw still on you? Doing the. He did not. Oh, thank God. He did not. But he's did he have he a still hook? got it. He didn't have his hood either. Uh, what does he have? I I liked it, man. I I was laughing, you know. Or, uh, like what what the hell is he doing here? And and we get blue dust with him, right? Is there a better combo? <laughs> Look, he's he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger though. Blue dust? Did you pick up on that? <laughs> no, Baron von <laughs> Stevie. Well, his, his bald cap also wouldn't stay on, so I think he was a little frazzled. Yeah, yeah, it was it, that that part. I have no fear. <laughs> I hear it, yeah. I'll not, hurt, I'll not harm the blue dust. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, Stevie? Enough. <laughs> like how blue dust is just humping the ring while Steadly Steve is <laughs> doing his impersonation. Humping hump, yeah. hump Joey Styles. Joey Styles is in the ring. Calls out. I don't know what this segment is for, but Baron Von Stevie, blue dust, and the director, Patricia, who I didn't know who this Patricia character was, but... Uh, obviously, Goldust and Marlena parody, and then Baron von Claw, what's his dick? Um, Stevie. So there's so Stevie's obviously in Raven's flock, and for whatever reason, Raven told Stevie to go find him the most scuzzy hoe bag that he could ever find. Um, I, I don't know why, but just to keep him busy, maybe. Uh, and one thing I also noted on this show, I think there was at least like two or three times where somebody walked to somebody and just threw their head at their crotch, like just throwing beaters yeah. left and right. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that was, that was my, my note there was, it looked like, uh, looked like blue dust is about to do the job. for Joey <laughs> And he's humping the mat moving around. It was, it was, it was a very strange segment. Like it was very, I don't, I don't, I just don't know what they were going for. Right. Uh, to me, the best part was when uh, <laughs> he grabs Joey Styles right in the dick <laughs> and Joey just walks away. He just walks away. Well, was that, was, was, it, just, was that before or after the claw on Joey Styles? I think it was after. Okay. I think it was after. Yeah. And he just right on the, grabs the crank and Joey just doesn't, he just walks away. Like you got to do, you got to do one of two things, right? You either got to grab it back, right? Right. Just, uh, exchange crank grabs. Uh, just good manners. Or you just, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's one thing. Or, you know, you really get into it. You lay a smooch, see what happens. Right. This is hardcore, right? This is extreme. That's what I've heard. This is extreme. About this particular yeah. company. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. See, uh, 
prelude to the BWO is what we got going here. Nova shows up later because we're about, uh, I think, less than a month away from the NWO kind of starting up here. So, um, yeah. but the Blue World Order or whatever they're called at this point, they 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 uh, parodied the Blue Bloods on ECW on TV like the week before this, which Lord Stevie Richards, uh, <laughs> the Royal Robert of Eating, was Blue Meanie, which is fun. Um, but yeah, then Stevie rides Blue Dust away. Oh yeah, and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but then, boy howdy, the hits just keep on coming. We got the old Dudley Boy saga up here next, ladies and gentlemen. We got the Dudleys represented here by Big Dick and Bubba versus the FBI, the full-blooded Italians, JT Smith and Little Guido. Uh, question: What do you guys know about the wild man Sal Balomo? Well, he's dressed like a Trojan. He's dressed like Raven in 2004, I think. That's what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, that Raven helmet. He, he might. Uh, he might be a little bit of a time traveler, and that's about the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess he's a an ECW, like a Eastern Championship Wrestling uh, alumni of sorts. But I guess he's a new member of the FBI because he's Italian. So if he sounds like it, did you find it strange the the mic wasn't working? Like JT Smith starts talking and the, the the mic just keeps on cutting in and out and in and out. And he says, "I'm going to find another Goomba." <laughs> uh, now, isn't that isn't that a char- like one of the villain characters from Mario? Aren't those Goombas? Um, I mean, we can give it a little Google ski. Is it? We sure it's it not is. A, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it was Goombas. So that, that okay. I was like, wait a second, but it, it must. I don't know if it's a derogatory term for Italians. Like, I don't know what, uh, what Goomba actually is. It's a person of Sicilian descent. Well, there you go. See, it's just a- Mario's racist. Okay. Well, I don't think it's racist. If he's a he's Sicilian, I think he's just saying what he is. Right. Have you seen the Goombas in Mario? I don't think so. Can you paint a picture for me? They're, portrayed as the bad guy i can't really paint the picture man i can't i can't do it with goombas Mario's sorry i don't want to be i don't want to be lumped in and be one of those races no yeah right? no, so. that's fine that's fair well i mean sal, sal balomo here i mean if that's what a goomba is i think i got the picture you know he's wearing like a <laughs> he kind of does look like a, goomba. Like a velvet <laughs> cape of sorts and the stupid furry trojan helmet but like no pants and wrestling boots i don't think he knows what he's going for um but then you got the Dudleys on the other side. Now we are we are amidst of the Dudley Civil War here, because uh, Devon has shown up, and uh, he's him and Big Dick are uh, are at odds. They they both want control of the Dudley family, or Devon wants control, and Big Dick's just there, like, oh, what are you doing? Um, so Devon's there, but but <laughs> Devon's not here in the beginning. It's only Big Dick. There's just a lot of webs. I mean, this this Dudley you know fiasco is it's all over the place. Um. But Bubba here, apparently he's learned a lot from Devon because Devon's been like telling them to get rid of his stutter and, uh, you know, be more serious. So this is the first time Bubba actually says his name without stuttering. He just says, I'm Bubba Ray Dudley. And then he slaps JT and then we're off to the races here. But um, the match is kind of secondary to all the shenanigans, really. But I don't know what you guys think of like the match itself, I guess. Uh yeah, I think the uh, the intro to the match definitely overshadowed the match it, itself. I mean, you, you skipped a b- big uh, Bubba's jerking off and singing "Fly Me to the Moon." And he Don't also bet. grabs Bob Ortiz's dick. Like, 
Does he? Bob Ortiz. I, I'm missing yeah, all like these grabs. I like when he grabs hat What's guy's the- hat and like does a <laughs> lap around the ring. That was that was good. That yeah. was good. Um, I just, I it was it was, I don't know. It wasn't for me, right? It was just the opening just just wasn't for me. And, and Bubba's a good promo, right? Oh, yeah. Bubba knows how to get get the crowd going. Uh, but this, I, the, the jerking off and fly me to the moon. I, I it just didn't. Well, it's because they're Italian. It like He's making no... fun of the Italians is what he was doing there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. that. I wasn't connecting the dots there, Mario. Good there job. You go. Goomba did up for you. <laughs> Devon comes out. He's just pissed, just throwing fucks and, you know. Yeah, thou shall not fuck is with it, the Dudleys, as he says. This is a serious domestic situation with the Dudley family. Um. I, is it so? It's a ba- battle of control between Big Dick and Devon. Is that what we're? Yeah, that's, so that's what we're going with. Before Devon showed up, the Dudleys were like happy-go-lucky, like look at us, how, look how silly we are, kind of thing. But then Devon's like, "Hey, you gotta respect this family name. Nobody fucks with us. You gotta make people respect you." And he does this by just chairing everybody. He always he just he gets unhinged. He's the only guy that that ever gets DQ'd in ECW. That's that's how far he takes it. Um. But in here, in this case, he ends up chairing his whole family. But I think it's just tough love. So, Speak, Speaking of DQ, hold on. I heard a bell ring like five minutes into this match. And then it just, Devon showed up and it was all over. Do we have a winner here? Uh, that's a good question. I think somebody in the crowd had a bell, which was pissing me off throughout this entire oh. show. It was like a ling-a-ling-a-ling, but it like kind of sounded like the bell, but not. it wasn't exactly. So somebody's just being a dick in the crowd is my it was my interpretation of that. But um <laughs> with uh with Sal, like Sal didn't do shit this entire The Wild Man and, Sal Balomo? Wild Man uh, the lazy man, Sal Balomo. He was he was on the outside, he didn't do a just a goddamn thing. But uh did you happen to take notice of the the referee? Was he wearing uh windbreaker pants? Oh, they're either windbreaker or they were silk. I couldn't <laughs> determine which one, but I just though that's not acceptable attire. We got we got to make some changes. Not silk we either. Make some changes. No, you can't wear Why silk not? as an official. Are you can't even fucking sliding around the ring. You can't slide in you silk. Put, no, I've never put on put silk sil- and slid on the in a ring. <laughs> <laughs> you come to Minnesota, I'll set you up. Okay, um, <laughs> not gonna happen now. Um, but uh, yeah, so silk, silk referee aside. Uh, this does end up in a DQ or a no contest, whatever the hell. I think the I think Devon chairs the ref at some point. Who knows? Um, but he's mad at Bubba because he. So before Devon comes out, actually, I should, I should say that Big Dick took out Sal, the wild man, and carried him to the back to kind of neutralize him. It wasn't until Big Dick, <laughs> huh? Fucking ne- neutralize we're, him. We're analyzing. What the fuck is he? We're analyzing this. What the fuck is he? <laughs> See his helmet? That guy. That guy's bad news. All right, I've never seen a guy in a Trojan yeah. helmet that didn't, you know, slaughter people with. Need to be neutralized. Look, like the, he's a wild man, Kevin. Oh, you never know what he's man, gonna that's, do. That, that's like that's like my wife asking me to like <laughs> move the pillows on the bed, and me going, "Yeah, let me neutralize <laughs> these for a second. <laughs> I hope you do now. I hope you do say that now. I I am. It's 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 locked and loaded. There we go. Ready to unload. 
Um, so, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. so Devon comes out there. He's got his luggage with him. I guess, he, I guess his flight he gets, came in late from the south yeah. side of Dudleyville. It probably takes longer to. <laughs> and then he did his damage on his family, and then he takes his luggage, and he ends up in the uh, in the passenger seat of an SUV. And All right, who's driving that thing, man? That's yeah. What about the driver? That's actually a very good question. I didn't think about that. Is uh, it maybe little Spike Dudley, perhaps? Uh, another layer, come man. On now. Another layer. It's like onions. It smells like it. There's some intrigue here at the dude leash. But it does, it does make me pretty intrigued to see Devon and Big Old Dick confront each other because it seems like Devon, because Devon left once Big Dick's music hit, so he's obviously scared of Big Dick, which who isn't? Am I right? Oh yeah. So Devon leaves and uh, he skedaddles, and then Big Dick just yells at <laughs> Devon skedaddles. <laughs> yep, that's what he does. He skedaddles. I mean, am I wrong? You know, you can't sue me for slander. No, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah. So. Guy skedaddles. Uh, <laughs> well. Fuck, why? No, 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 no. Fuck it. You take the fucking marshmallow man that is Sal the pal, and you say he's getting neutralized. He did. By big he, you know, He's unpredictable. But, but, but Devon skedaddles away. <laughs> Look, I'm just calling it as I see it. Um, hey, I, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. So, uh, but speaking of skedaddling, uh, I bet Paul Varlins wanted to skedaddle from this match with Taz up next, this shoot fight up next. We got Taz versus Paul Varlins, Varlins. I don't know. You got, you guys, any, any of you guys, big Paul Varlins fans, uh, Varlins. Yeah. He was a, he was a UFC guy. Uh Uh-huh. He sure was. It, like in the uh, uh, yeah. this is ninety six, Alaskan polar bear, the Alaskan yeah. polar bear. His uh his career MMA record is nine and nine. Did you also do the wiki search on this guy? Is it I nine and nine? Up. I thought it was nine and one. Maybe I maybe I read the. No. Hold on, hold on. No, wait, 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 we don't want to besmirch the name of the polar bear. Right, right. Got to give the polar bear his just desserts. He's 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 a nine. Yeah, nine. I and read nine. that as ten total matches. Yeah. Okay. He passed away from the COVID about two years ago. Can we do a moment of silence for this guy? Sure can. Oh, polar bears no more. Yeah. COVID, man. All right. This is how I find out. Polar bear moment of silence. What a world. Well, speaking of his wiki, uh, the wiki, his Wikipedia, because I was, I was interested because I, I had never heard of this fellow. Yeah. And I know he's, he's yeah. here early UFC, which is like, it's, it's, like a tough man competition at this point. It's like you get a 400 pound sumo wrestler versus a hundred pound karate man and a gi and no gloves. It's just like, whatever, it's just chaos, but he's, you know, you can punch him in the dick. Yeah, exactly. You can headbutt, yeah. you can eye gouge, you can fish hook all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, sounds like me in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So we, uh, but otherwise, outside, we'll get to the match. Don't worry. But I just want to, I want to throw this little little nugget up up your ass and see if you come. Uh, apparently, in this match, he agreed to lose only if Missy Hyatt would give him fellatio. That's a business. Oh, yeah? man. That is a business man. <laughs> However, he didn't read the fine print in this because apparently Missy Hyatt, and I quote, doesn't blow jobbers. So, huh. it is all according to her book. 
you know, who knows, you know, what happened. But apparently, yeah, although the, the Alaskan polar bear was none too pleased with this, so he destroyed the locker room. And I don't think he was really seen after this match. Um, <laughs> what, what the fuck kind of a tantrum are you going to throw in the locker room? He's <laughs> just... I agreed to lose to get my dick sucked! What the f- Somebody's <laughs> sucking my dick! That's why I lost! I only lost because I... Read the flip in the if she sucks my dick and now look I got a dry dick like, yeah. that's just throwing shit everywhere. It would have worked for that's me not if fair. he was actually if he was like yeah you're right it's not fair mm. if you agree to do the job you do the job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but would it would it have worked if he actually came out in like some gear? Do you think like some polar like think of like an RVD singlet like polar bear sprayed or like a or an El Gigante kind of a mm. kind of a gimmick? Mantar, perhaps. A little, little, little mixture of all, and then I'm betting Missy Hyatt probably would have been in. That's probably it, right? It was the shitty little knee pads that he was wearing that probably turned Missy Hyatt off, I think. <laughs> He's in the back going, Sandman, tell her to get me! <laughs> tell her to get me, Sandman! <laughs> Sandman's like, yo! <laughs> Sandman. Uh, this, this was not a problem with Sandman. He'd be all fine with it. He'd prefer it, probably. Probably. But, um, yeah. yeah. This is Pretty impressive team Taz here. He comes out with like eight guys. Mm. I, I do this, like the presentation for sure. I'm I'm yeah. intrigued by this here. They, there's you know several solid factions happening. Right. I mean they're they're in in various states of you know tatters with the Dudleys and you know Ravens misfits and Hack Myers and know, Axel team Taz. Yeah. So. I like what they're doing there. I mean, it it didn't seem fair at all. You got poor, you know, fucking polar bear against Taz and, you know, Eliminators and the Duggler and whoever else is out there. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, he should have he should have had somebody in his corner, I think. You think Taz could take a polar bear? Ooh. Polar bears are like the most vicious bears, I think. Yeah, they're the, they're the top-notch bears. You think he's got the strength to to lock that choke in? I think he does. I don't know if he has the limb limb length, I think is the thing. Yeah, I don't know. How how fucking thick could a polar bear's neck be? Well, you gotta get it like it like under like an underhook under the arms, right? You got I guess you could put a rear naked on him. Yeah, he'd get naked and go rear on him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I think I'd take Taz in that fight. Yeah, I, I would probably. Um but no one's naked in this match, unfortunately. Just Paul Vera Var- Varlins. The polar bear is here. <laughs> He's in a t-shirt, shitty little boots, shitty little knee pads, and what looks like Haynes briefs. But he's out here. He's a UFC fighter. And it's just like, it's like I said, it's early UFC. So it's like he he's doesn't have any gloves. He, is, he doesn't seem especially polished as a fighter. He's just like a big, tough guy. And... He did look pretty intimidating, I guess, when compared to Taz, who is the much uh, smaller of the two. But he definitely uh, definitely didn't matter because Taz, well, I guess it was due to Saturn, which was just hilarious because Paul is kind of like, you know, sparring with them or whatever. They're taking each other down. They're getting into each other's guard. They're moving. They're jiving. Paul gets up and out of like out of frame, Saturn just flies with a missile drop kick into the back of the polar bear's head. And uh, Taz is able to get him up with a T-bone Taz plex locks in the Taz mission and Paul submits. And uh, yeah, so Taz beats a UFC fighter. What do we think about this gang? It was quick. 
it was maybe even uh, maybe even should have been quicker. Quite honestly, there wasn't there wasn't anything to it. The after I, I why did Taz get on the mic and say I fucked him again? Is that what he was saying? I couldn't really. I thought, yeah. I thought he said I'm gonna fuck you to death. Oh, see, I heard I I fucked him again, but maybe I'm gonna fu- see if he was saying I now knowing this whole you know contract with the with the gibber clause. I thought maybe like now knowing that that right maybe Taz was the guy pulling the strings behind that, going yeah we'll get her to suck you off, no problem. Right. And then, you know, I fucked you again, right? But if he's saying, I'll fuck you to death. You get in that Taz mission, man. You're out, right? Sleep assault. That is sleep assault. Uh, was was right. that when he fucked him to death? During the Taz mission, perhaps? Is that what, is that what put I didn't him see out? Any, I didn't see any penetrato. Well, that single on, on Taz is a little... You could, you could easily slide that bad boy over and pop out your little, your little Taz's, right? Potentially, but there's also you got to get the polar bears wearing, you know, like basketball type shorts. So that's there's there's some more fabric to get through. If you if you try hard enough, you can get through that. Trust me. That's a good point. Two things. All right. All right. What do you what do you guys think of this Taz flag? Love that it. Alfonso's just waving. Big flag guy. Love it. Yeah. I like it. All right. It has it's like a big the, big T. T for Taz. T for time to get yes. out. Um yeah. But yeah, Taz, it was the the you know the boxing. It was more of a boxing presentation really than a UFC. But I liked it. You know, it was yeah. He came out in like the hood, and then he was you know head down, the big orange flag behind. Like it was very like it was a lot of branding type stuff. But I don't know, it made him stand out among everybody else on this show as like a legit badass. So I was a big fan of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say I've uh, uh, Rogue in particular has been real critical about when this type of shit finds its way onto a wrestling card, but I think this is probably the best. Uh, like you said, it was short, you know, and it yeah. did make Taz look like a badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though he did get that nice assist from Saturn. So if you're going to do it, like this is probably the way to do it, you know. If anybody's willing to get on the mic and tell another man he's going to fuck him to death in front of a, a live audience, that guy's a badass. Right? It's not a guy I'm going to mess with. Nope. Nope, it's true. He's got his own flag. Nobody. Not a lot of guys have their own flag. Who else has flags on this show? The FBI had a flag. But that was not uh, uh, an FBI flag. That was the Italian flag. Right, but they right? are Italy, I think. So They are. Yeah, they, like Italy, like they represent them. You know? All right. Well, yeah. Manja, I guess. Yeah. Goomba, <laughs> right? Yeah. Goomba. <laughs> well, um. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was it was short and sweet, made Taz look badass. Really all I can ask for. But unfortunately, he just got a mad polar bear backstage with a heart on running around. So I don't know if anybody really wins. <laughs> um, but speaking of hard ons, like we got Bam Bam Terry Gordy up next. Challenging for the ECW world title against the champion Raven. Boy, howdy, there's a lot going on here. Um, first off, the Bammers. Terry Gordy, you guys big fans? <laughs> like here uh, in Bad Street, USA. <laughs> <laughs> on that was a highlight for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like him. You know, he's he's probably a little past his prime here, but uh, you know, a big fella can brawl, can throw you around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of did himself in with the dope, but uh, I I I was happy to see him here. I don't like that you said he's past his prime here. You know how old he is here? Uh, 35, maybe. 
35. Mm. Yeah, he's 35 years old. You know how old Raven is here? How old? 30. 30, 32. Is he now? So... That's that's the prime like age gap. Would Raven be over? Like, he was in his prime? prime when he was in the Freebirds, man. He died five years kid. after this. Yeah, so he was a kid, it's a little baby bam little bam. Ba- ba- <laughs> <laughs> so you like him or not? Here, I'm a I like I'm a big like fan. See, yeah. I, I'm not. You know, I'm a little uh, I'm a little younger than you folks, so I wasn't. Uh, Wait, but are you past your prime yet? I'm not even at my prime, bud. All right, That's, yeah, Duke. Saying. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know where this prime, uh, <laughs> where this, this timeline is. Uh, I'm, I've been hanging out in my prime for about ten years, man. You stay in your prime. Bullshit. I've known. I've, <laughs> I've known you longer than that. <laughs> man, I. So this is Studley Steve's second performance, and this time he's got that belly shirt with, I think, a picture of him on it. <laughs> Just to reinforce that he is indeed Stevie Richards. <laughs> 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 and you want you want to get us up to speed with this? Uh, there's so they're still on the hunt for the slimiest whore, right? <laughs> yes. Before we even get going here. Yeah. So I guess in some way Raven's trying to get like he's trying to distract uh, Sandman because Sandman I guess has this the current sluttiest whore and Missy Hyatt. So Raven's trying to out slutty whore him is like a I don't know to distract him perhaps who knows. But uh, Raver, Stevie, <laughs> I guess, I guess Stevie has, has accomplished this goal finally by uh, finding Sandman's ex-wife, Peaches. Peaches uh, is his wife, ex-wife, Sandman's. Uh, but Peaches is not alone. Or no, at, at, this point, at, at this point, Peaches is alone. She's not alone later. But uh, Peaches comes out. Look, she looks pretty tame to me. She's wearing like a denim skirt, a nice sensible top, gets in the ring, starts blowing Raven. So it's like, okay, maybe she's not. Uh, maybe maybe Stevie's right here. Uh, second Beecher of the night, but I think. At least maybe two or three. I don't know. I'm losing count. Two or, yeah, two or three. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sandman. <laughs> Sandman doesn't care. He grabs the mic. He's like, hey, I've already pimped her out to the entire locker room. This doesn't bother me. <laughs> It's a quote from Sandman here. And uh, and then we have a world title match. So that's just a prelude. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking weird way to play into your your your, your match there. It's just fucking strange, right? right. Really she, strange. She comes out. What, what she, wants to, she wants to blow. And for him to say, like, I've already pimped her out. Like, Raven does not look like. You're not, not Raven. My bad. Sandman does not look like a pimp whatsoever. Not a pimp at all. Philadelphia pimp. Like he say, he's oh Mm. Philly pimp. Yeah, and she comes out and uh, I don't know. She to me, she looked like an addict that uh, was coming down. Right? (laughs) She almost had a she had a zombie walk about her. Uh She really didn't do much of anything. Then she got in the got in the ring and just went right for the dick. Mm, Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like you know, wasn't like any for there wasn't any flirting. No lust, babe. No, yeah, no lust. There was just, I mean, it was almost like she had, she had rage in her eyes almost like she needed to suck that dick. Right. And if you say Sandman, how do you let that get away from you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, look who he's found in replacement. So, you know, Uh, I suppose they're kind of one in the same, aren't they? Peaches and Missy. That's what they all say. Um, it's like peaches and Missy, <laughs> whatever the phrase is. Uh, but you know, that leads us into, uh, a title match here, which, 
Uh, Joey Styles says that the number one contender here was recognized by the by IWA Japan, which I don't know if there's like a coexisting partnership there or whatever the case is. But uh, that's why Terry Gordy Terry Gordy is here. Crowd loses their minds, by the way. You couldn't really tell because of the dubbed over music, because when they dub over the music, they have to dub like add like crowd noise or whatever. So you can really but you can like see how the crowd was reacting. Um, and then when the music stopped, you can hear them. So crowd love Terry Gordy here. And I mean, I thought he looked like I said, I don't have a lot of like knowledge of what he was like back in the day. But right here, he looked pretty good. I mean, he was just beating on Raven all over the arena in the crowd. Chair shots, bloodies Raven all over the place. Uh, they get back to the ring and Stevie distracts uh, Terry. And this allows Raven to hit a Nard's plow. And then uh, Stevie hands him like a strand of barbed wire, like wraps it. I don't know if anybody gets hit with at this point, but. Before that, uh, Terry locks in the Oriental Spike. What do we think of that name for a move? It's like a nerve hole type type thing, but with a thumb. I, you know, I thought it was a little insensitive, to be honest with you. Right. Railroads and such. I just, you know, I don't think there's a place for it. <laughs> Speaking of Asian insensitivity. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a quarter Filipino, right? I'm mostly white. a boy. But uh, I got called a Twinkie earlier today. <laughs> was it right after you said you were going to skedaddle <laughs> to the store? <laughs> no, it doesn't have anything to do with homosexuality. It's actually because you're yellow on the outside oh. and white on the inside. Huh. Well, that's not how I took that's... it. Look, I'm a lot of things. You, I, don't, I'm, I'm, I don't have a Twinkish figure at all. I'm a lot of things, but. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's really a sign of the times, and it's a sight to behold. It's a shit show, you know. It's the ECW arena, but seeing so many people offering their chairs to these guys, like yeah. that's just a that's just a <laughs> you know that's just a visual. You don't you don't you're never going to see this again. That's friendship, you know. <laughs> this kind of crowd participation, it's absurd, you know. Yeah, I mean, but, the, the crowd is as much a part of the match as uh, the wrestlers. It's extreme. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out how our host is feeling about being called a Twinkie. <laughs> and, Duke, <laughs> and Duke just fucking takes the exit back to the it's, it's What are we here to talk about, man? It's for the best. No, on, Twinks. No. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get us back on course here. You're talking about... Oh, the... sorry. My bad. My bad. No. My bad. I was trying to be a good, you know, a good guest and, no, a, no. and, a, and a friend. But well, no, you're neither fine. of those All things. Right. So, I mean, we might <laughs> as well talk about the match. So, All right. Keep it moving, slut. Sorry for the take, man. Well, we got... <laughs> <laughs> well it's at this point that the whole match kind of falls apart here so we got uh stevie and nova who's also out there they try to pull the oriental spike off a of raven uh and that's at this point that dreamer comes in tommy dreamer if you weren't aware uh double ddt's stevie and nova and then primetime brian lee gets in choke slams tommy dreamer we'll see more of them later and then we got Terry Gordy powerbombing Brian Lee, which looked pretty impressive. We got all uh, barbed wire halo over Raven's head. Terry's bashing him in the corner. I don't know if that's like a common thing he did, but uh, looked pretty gnarls here. And then we got Stevie back in. Stevie kicked to Gordy. Raven hits the DDT and Raven gets the win. So Raven beats Terry Gordy. So no Bam Bam ECW champion here. But overall, I thought the match was pretty entertaining. What do you guys think about it? The the intro bullshit into the outro bullshit. 
I mean, you sandwich a you know a match in the middle of it with run-ins and all the other bullshit. It, it did it did nothing for wow. me. Did nothing for not me. even the barbed wire halo. No, no, because we had seen that before up to this point, hadn't we? I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's I don't know, man. Just give me a give me a straight wrestling match, right? A straight wrestling match. I th- you don't need this this gibber in the beginning, and <laughs> you're low, finding this slimiest slut. And this every match needs a gibber. Uh, it, yeah, it's there. So point. there was some there was some exciting business. Like I said, uh, you know, I enjoyed the, you know, the crowd getting involved and offering the chairs and the frying pans, whatever they had. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is sandwiched in between just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, but uh, yeah, we can talk about the other yeah, piece of bread I mean, if you want. I mean, <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> we're what three matches into this, and uh, they've kind of all ended with the same big melee at the end somebody interferes you know really similar you know sort of uh what do you call it formula yeah yeah well you know i'll say this i don't think any of the matches on this card uh had an aftermath of somebody's son joining the cult of his uh rival (laughs) i don't think i would have to review the tape um, see Sam Man again for the third time <laughs> won't be the last. <laughs> well, so we have you know Gordy is out there, Raven, Dreamer, Brian Lee, the Bruce Brothers are probably out there, and then Sandman comes out to just settle everything down, clears house. Enough of the tomfoolery, said Sandman, and then Peaches is back, but with her and Sandman's son Tyler, <laughs> she's come to finish the job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah indeed oh yeah sorry about that no no i mean you're, you're not wrong you're not wrong there's peaches and then there's cream i'm with you so tyler this little i don't know nine-year-old boy uh says gets on the mic he grabs the mic he uh he says that his dad sandman is a drunk and that he now worships Raven. And you could tell he worships him because he's also wearing a leather jacket. So, and so it was Peaches. So it's really just. Yeah. She know. changed. She came out looking like Raven. Yeah. Costume change action. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. 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 What, uh, there was, what the fuck was the bit about the unprotected sex? Because I did not, I did not see that coming <laughs> it felt in. Very like I wrote down. I wrote down unprotected sex, but that was the only part of it that I wrote down, and now I'm I'm blanking on it. What did, does anybody remember the the unprotected sex bit? Is that Raven? Yeah. yeah. So I believe it was towards Tommy Dreamer who was in the ring because he because okay. Beulah was pregnant at one point. I forget mm-hmm. if it was like a ruse or if she just like had a miscarriage or what the hell the thing was. But the fact that Beulah isn't pregnant and she's with Tommy, I guess. Is because right. Tommy's sperm isn't strong enough to impregnate Beulah, according to Raven. Oh, oh. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But it wasn't. Uh, but I'm confused as to why Raven is assuming that they're just raw dogging. Maybe they're using protection, but no, he's probably just blowing loads in her and not getting pregnant. That's probably the assumption. It is 1996, it is. so good for him, man. Good for him. It is hardcore heaven, after all. That's actually a really good point. Right. That is hardcore heaven. Just cream pies all around. Cream pies, peaches, Man. cream pies. 
He just you can tell Sandman's just an emotional wreck here. And then I write, maybe another drink would solve your problem, you fucking loser. <laughs> That's really insensitive, dude. <laughs> he, he, he cries like a little bitch. How too. did he cry? He goes, Tyler! <laughs> Tyler, don't do this to me, Tyler! Tyler, no! Tyler! Tyler! <laughs> I don't, I don't got the gimmick. You gotta have the gimmick. <laughs> yeah, Tyler! He's distraught. This thing of blue, blue dust just creeping down. As if that wasn't enough. <laughs> you take her away here. No, please. I mean, blue dust. I mean, um, I don't even know where to start with this fella. He's obviously wearing blue. It's a little dusty. He's got like a blue dress on, I guess. Um... What, what even happened here? Blue Dust comes out and he gets DDT'd by Beulah eventually. What happened in between? Can you can you inform me? He uh he had something to say. I'm not sure what it was, but he took a Nards plow from Kimona and then a DDT from Beulah. And mm. uh... yeah, and Kimona. I mean, I mean, that's that's like, I meow. She's got to know where the hard cam is, right? Because she's not she's unrobing that weird that was that bothered me right that's not the kimono i want to see the kimono it almost looked like a giant baseball jersey that's not what i want to see right and then she unveils whatever was underneath so that, i think that's actually in she, a later match this isn't the only kimono we get so put your robe put your robe back on put it back yeah, yeah. i did i jump ahead i believe you did bitch. i know it's it's well that's how this that's that's how you know it's burned into my brain oh we'll get there pal don't worry, but all she, right. she's all, all over right. the show. All Tommy right. and Raven, it seems like they just come in and out. Oh, yeah, of the show. And yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Blue Dust is out here. He probably throws a, a hand jibber at somebody and then gets DDT'd for his troubles. So, um, but hey, we well, I was going to say we got some wrestling up next, but not really. Uh, <laughs> we got the ECW tag titles are on the line here. We got the Eliminators scheduled to face off against the Gangsters. Uh, The Gangsters come out. And then who attacks them from behind? None other than the Samoan Gangster Party. Was that their name? Was Samoan Gangster? Samoan Gangster something. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise known as Rosie and Samu, which is uh, funny to see him, them here on uh, NECW. Um, So the Samoans, the Samoan Gangsters and the Black gangsters, I guess, are fighting each other. Uh, race war of, sort, of sorts, a gang warfare of whatever the hell. And then the Bruise Brothers get involved because we need more. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Eliminators are just in the ring watching all of this. They're fighting all around the ring. Uh, and then the bru- the Bruisers and the Samoans get carried out at some point. They, they get like security comes out, whatever. They control the situation. And you pan over to New Jack, who is just gushing blood all over the place. Uh, Mustafa's also beat the shit, so they can't fight, I guess. So Saturn grabs the mic, which is probably not the best idea. Um, says he says a lot of things. He calls the Bruce because the Bruce brothers are like the only team left that is still standing. And Saturn's like, we didn't ask for your help, you inbred motherfuckers or something. I don't know. (laughs) Which is pretty funny. But then they kind of have a match, the Bruce brothers and the eliminators, but it's really just more brawling. There's no ref, I don't think, at any point. It's just kind of a brawl. Um, He says, you inbred motherfuckers come back for your ass whipping. (laughs) And he's going to fuck them to death, probably. 
there's a there there's go. a funny spot here well we should clarify this is you know jacob and eli blue also known as the doa and the powers that be but they got the long hair still which i like why or, well, and uh, most recently the blues brothers <laughs> it's the blue brothers blue bro- my you bad blue brothers there's yeah. So I was yeah. looking. I was looking forward to this. This is a classic ECW rivalry, and it was just nothing, right? Mm. The gangsters' music was playing throughout, which is kind of their calling card. But there is one spot on the outside where one of the Bruise Brothers is going for a chair shot, and somebody in the crowd is trying to get the chair from him. I don't know if you guys got this, <laughs> <laughs> but he eventually wrestled it away from him and uh, you know right. dealt the blow to New Jack. But uh, I had I had no idea what was going on. Like th- throughout this, all of this bullshit, uh, all I wrote down was no match question mark. <laughs> and I got, I got inbred motherfuckers come get, come back for an ass whipping. And then the gangsters are back. And I have, I have no idea what's happening. That's what I, I got no idea. It took up so much of the show too. Do you know how much time it was? Oh, we're just getting started too. <laughs> to the next fucking match. <laughs> fuck off. Just fuck off. And that timekeeper's table comes into play. Silk pants are got, somewhere over there. You're just fired up, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm a little upset. A little upsetty spaghetti, some may say. Um, <laughs> I think every match is spilled into the crowd. <laughs> well, let's. Well, I'll tell they you. Got to do a lap around the crowd and make it back. Probably my favorite part of this was because the Bruise Brothers and the Eliminators were fighting. The Bruise Brothers are like standing tall in the ring. And then you just see a flying trash can from out of frame just get thrown into the, a full trash can, by the way. So trash is just mm-hmm. littering the ring. Yeah. Gangsters come back, like you guys said. They continue to fight. I guess they're trying to build the tag division here, but I guess the Philly crowd seemed to eat it up. So who are we to say, right? This was supposed to be the gangsters' last shot at the titles, too. Yeah, they so, really built it up. I hope they get another yeah. one because I, I, would, I would say it was a, it's a pretty unfair deal for old new Jack and Mustafa. They didn't get a chance, Fuck man. Em. If not them, if 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 it's not them to take the titles off the Eliminators, it might be the team of Axel Rotten and Hack Myers, perhaps. <laughs> uh, we got the world's ugliest tag team here taking on the Samoan Gangster Party. So they're back, but in an official match here. Mac Daddy Kane and Sammy Silk, by the way, is what their uh, ECW names are, which is fun. Uh, by the way, Sammy Silk gets introduced as Samu, so it's like, okay, Bobby Ortiz, kayfabe, bro. Um, <laughs> we already did a moment of silence, but everybody except for Samu is no longer with us in this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's no surprise. <laughs> so just cancel each other out. The, the moments of silence. You know what? Um, you know what? Chant needs to make a comeback is who gives a fuck. <laughs> I thought that was such that a was fun good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so before we we dive into this this yeah. uh, this tag match, do you know how much time passed in between the end of the last match and this match? Tell me. Over twenty five fucking minutes. Over twenty five minutes. They they paraded tag teams out there and inbred motherfuckers and everything else for fucking nothing. For fucking look, it's nothing. showing how sought after those. the tag titles are. Is that what it is? Yeah. There's like three three matches there, man. What are you talking about? Boom, a title <laughs> you, match. No, it's probably number one contenders no. match here, right? No, there's not one tag match in that motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, twenty five minutes on that bullshit. Yeah. 
Oh. This isn't the last we've seen of the gangsters, though, because New Jack again with some plunder. Another tra- I don't know if it's a different trash can or if it's the same one, but he throws it in the ring as this match is getting up. It's just getting it's starting to get off the ground. People are chanting Yokozuna at Rosie, which I think is a bit insensitive. Um, this is just such a glorious shit show at this point. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the match. Glorious? Is, I mean, if you're going to have a shit show, you might as well go for it, right? I love the chaos, personally. I think it's... Uh, and maybe it did drag on a bit too long, but <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps the locker room empties. We got four teams trying to fight each other. The crowd's throwing trash in the ring to accompany the trash. that's already in the ring. It's a good old time, I thought. But um, yeah, that's, that's about all I got. That I, I write at the end of this might as well have a battle royal here. Yeah. At the end yeah. of it, there's like 20 guys in the ring. The Doodleys came right. back. They're in there. You got everybody in the damn tag division in there. Right. And uh, do we get a win? You know, that's a damn good question. Let me let me review my notes to see who won this contest. No. Might need to, There's no win. Might need to go back to the scorebook There's and no see. Win. I'll tell you who didn't win. The fans. The fans didn't win. I got so far, we got four tag matches, three no contests, and a DQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. They should have just made this a battle royal, man. It just went with the flow, right? Well, it's just showing how unhinged the ECW uh, <sighs> roster is. You know, they're they're extreme, so you can't really tame them. Is what serious amount of shit they throw in there? At one point, I think Saturn gets the trash can over his head, which had to be disgusting. Because, like I said, it's a full yes. trash can. Who who the hell knows what's in there? Uh, baby diapers and semen vials. I mean, it, it, who knows? So. That's a weird selection to go with. That's what I... Look, it's Philly. Baby diapers and semen vials? Yeah. Those are two things that you find together in the trash what you can? Not, are you not going to throw those away if you have those in your on your person? I mean, man, if that's what you find in your trash, you got to move. <laughs> well, speaking of moving, let's move. <laughs> Tall Pitbull number two here defending his TV title against Chris Jericho. So we got an actual match here, which is a... Um, maybe it's refreshing. Um, Pitbull number two as a singles. What are our thoughts on uh, Pitbull bald here as champion? So I'm okay with it, but mm-hmm. for one for one reason, and that's uh, Francine. I like watching. Yeah, yeah, watching her yeah. way down the ring. Yeah. The Beastmaster. Yeah, and they they call her the Beastmaster. Yes, Beastmaster. Oh my god! Oh, and then I want it. Part of me wanted to start calling my wife the Beastmaster, but that's not going to fly. I probably wouldn't recommend that, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might give it a whirl. Just see. Just see. Throw it out there. See so, what happens. You, yeah. You've been following the tale here. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, long, yeah. How, <laughs> how long has Pitbull 1 been out of Kamish? Uh, not too long. Uh, maybe a is month he, or two. Oh, is he coming back? I would assume so. He, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Pitbull too. I was gonna say if he's like, you know, down for the count, not coming back, just calling him the Pitbull would make sense, right? Right. He's always Pitbull. But, what, what, but can he have a name though? He's a tough guy. I mean, I don't mind him being the the TV champ. Can he be just like Dan Jackson, the Pitbull? Dan Jackson. Yeah, that's actually a more marketable could, name than Pitbull. Pitbull Dan could, Jackson. I couldn't pull his actual name. I couldn't remember it. But you're gonna. I mean. 
Yes, I think the Pitbull Dan Jackson is much more marketable than Pitbull number two. Pitbull number two rules. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Anthony Durante is his name. That's actually kind of a cool wrestling name. Now that I that's a great name. Why did they why did they make him number two? If anything, he should be number one because isn't number one. Is that Gary Wolf? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. So, I mean, who's older? Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, Number two, number two is 67. He's dead. Yeah, number two is dead. Okay, not not the journalist Gary Wolf. Who cares? I, I would assume Pitbull number one was born first. You know, I assume they're brothers, probably in the same uh, same litter. Uh, oh, you're gonna think same litter. I was thinking different litter. Well, they got the same singlets, so like that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's the same kind of markings, similar chains. It's probably the same. I like the I like the chain as a prop. Well, it's it's not a prop. It's kind of a lifestyle. You know. Oh, okay. The Mad Dogs of War. I don't think that he's he doesn't got a choice in the matter. Like the Beastmaster puts the chain on him. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd let her chain me up. Well, well, yeah. You and me both together, even if she wanted. It's... Okay. I think your fantasies are just starting to seep out. <laughs> chain us together by the cock. <laughs> Chinese finger trap. The plump cock. <laughs> I'm trying to skedaddle away. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm being mocked. We got Pitbull here. Number two. This was kind of a relief, actually, after that tag team. You know, I was pleasantly bullshit. surprised by this match, to be to be yeah. honest. Because yeah. um, Pitbull, the Pit, Pitbull matches, they're always like, like what we just saw with all the chaos and the brawling. Like, that's a lot of what I've seen of Pitbull's doing with, like, Public Enemy and the gangsters and stuff like that. So seeing Pitbull and, like, a non- like a no bullshit, this wrestling match with Chris Jericho. I mean, Pitbull looked like a beast. He did a, a, a gorilla press into a tombstone. Like a... Yeah, <laughs> like right out the gate. Just... I thought that was it. Casual. Um, I mean, a lot of this match is Jericho jumping off the top rope at him and then Pitbull just catching him into various like power bombs and power slams. And I thought Pitbull looked really good. Maybe that's a credit to Jericho, even though he's super young here. Um... At one point, franchise comes out and molests Francine because we can't just have a wrestling match. We got to have some tomfoolery on the side. Well, can you uh, blame him? You know what? That's, that's fair, actually. She was asking for it. Uh, can you blame him? <laughs> he comes out and molests her. Duke drops like, can you blame him? <laughs> Wouldn't you? You know? Uh, un- unacceptable. <laughs> I didn't think you got it at first, but <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> Uh, the one thing that I wanted to ask you guys about uh, in watching this match, and I, I agree. Two inches Great. De- well, no, I get oh. it. Uh, but the, the yeah, you DM me. That's uh, right. So the the thing about it, I thought it was an entertaining match. I, I was enjoying the match, and I didn't need franchise to come out at all. They could have just had their match. But the one thing I kept on going back to, and I wrote it down multiple times uh, and made reference to it multiple times while I was taking notes, is Francine wearing a swimsuit? Is that what that is? It's a good question. I didn't see her doing any swimming. And if so, is it like, is there a pool party that she's going to afterwards? Is there a pool? Is the after party perhaps a pool party? Like I was trying to crack this code the entire time because a swimsuit does not seem like proper attire for the Beastmaster. It's the middle of June. Yeah. It's hot. What would you suggest a Beastmaster wear? Leather. Okay. I don't like how that was just on the tip of your tongue. But, um, well, if she's a come on, if it's a beast mask, you got chains. That's she a actually gimmick, usually you know that. does wear leather. 
So yes, she does. Actually... And here she's wearing it seems like a swimsuit. Do you think she showed up late? Was she at a swim party? Was she at like a like a kids like a Ooh, kids party? Had no time. Right. I got to go. Right. I put on my heels and my chain. <laughs> right. I it just it confused the hell out of me because I, after party maybe is a pool party. Who knows? But it's not a good idea. Right? It's just not a good idea. She she looks great, but just seems off. Is it? I possible? like how the uh, the the pit bull will bark at the crowd and they'll bark back at him. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> 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 nobody else has done that before. No, no. I mean, the crowd is kind of pit bull number three when you think about it. So, kind of makes sense collectively. Yeah, yeah. It's the twelfth man or the third man. Uh, what's up with this tombstone spot? Not the not the gorilla press one, but the way they're like reversing tombstones over and over again and really just kind of flop it. on each other. Yeah. It yeah. kind of reminded me of the, you know, the Taker Lesnar Hodge mm. Fest at Mania a little bit. Not as bad as that, but it was the same kind of thing. They just couldn't get it together, but they didn't want to give up on the spot. Well, they <laughs> they did it right twice, but then they kept just flipping like like Blades of Glory. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. I think they do something similar where they just keep flipping flipping 69. Okay, yeah. But um yeah. that happens. 69. There we go flipping uh but (laughs) (laughs) yeah 69 (laughs) nice it's nice to see a a, you know a victor here we see some applause some sportsmanship at the end yeah i did i i really like the finish actually um you want to take us home here let me when you said that i was like i don't remember a victor running out i don't remember a victor on this entire bunch like i look you said that i looked at my notes it's like what the fuck did i miss victor, victor. who's victor <laughs> or even nowhere um so we got so the pitbulls obviously their finisher is the super bomb the 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 acclaimed super bomb uh jericho goes for a top rope frankensteiner now everybody's thinking well pitbull's gonna counter this frankensteiner into a super bomb and they tease it for like a second, but then Jericho whips off the Frankensteiner off the top rope, and that gives him the win. So Jericho wins a new TV champion. So a, a short run live or a short lived run for Pitbull as a champion. I don't know if uh, old number one ski is going to be back in, in action anytime soon, but yeah, Jericho, new TV champ. I don't know how long he's in ECW. I don't think it's terribly long, but it's pretty interesting to see a young uh, a young pain maker here win some gold. Yeah, this is middle of 96. He's gone real quick after this. Yeah. Real quick. So fun match. Uh, the franchise coming out was weird. I didn't uh, I wasn't in for that at all. It's a TV title. And th- and then well, that's yeah, it- that's fine. But there's better ways to go about it. Do it the diplomatic way. And then uh, at the end of the match, Francine, she throws like, is it a bedpan? Does she throw a bedpan in the <laughs> ring afterwards? Uh, I don't remember. Was it a frying pan? Maybe. It wasn't a frying pan because frying pan has a handle, mm. right? You haven't spent much time in a hospital, have you? So the bed pan right? <laughs> sits aside the bed, and that's where you know you do your duties if you got to do your duties. Right. You can't make it to the, you know, I'm familiar flusher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it looked like she threw a bed pan. Could have been a bed pan. Strange to me. I thought it was pretty, uh, you know, pretty cool. This was Jericho's first title in the U.S. I oh. mentioned that. Yeah, it's a fun stat. But, uh, Dougler, he really wanted the thing. He didn't. He didn't escape with it, did he? Uh, no, they got it back eventually. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, he did try to just walk out with it, but uh, yeah. Good uh, match, though. Favorite match so far. Yeah, 
Old Pitbull. Yeah. Old Pitbull will never fail you. But now we can start undoing that robe. Old Kevin Rodsky. We got Brian oh. Lee versus Tommy Trier in a weapons yeah. match. Because uh, not every match is you stop doing what you're doing. It's my sexy you're getting me all hot and bothered. <laughs> Thank you. All the blood's going to my pecker. We got... <laughs> The sheer volume of plunder in the ring in this one. Tell me, what's your favorite weapons in this match, guys? Ooh. In this match or as a as In this a weapons? Because it's a weapons match. So I'd like right. to hear, you know, what, what kind of caught your eye in terms of plunder. I like the violin, right? Was it a, a nice was touch? A, was there a violin and a guitar or is it just one? Or was it a I viola, mean, perhaps? Could have been a viola. There's also a cymbal hit, which I liked. That's what I. That's what I was going to ask you specifically, Duke, because you you still are uh, on the music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to figure out what the stringed in- instrument was because I couldn't quite place it. So I was like, you know who will know? Duke will know. Duke knows what the string. Ooh, I think it's a violin. The... It's a violin. They went violin with it, and then the cymbal. Was that a shimtar? I think it was a shimtar. Yeah. What'd you call me? I thought it was a shimtar too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, look at the shimtar over here, but you guys covered it. So, Have you- <laughs> yeah, we also got a mailbox. That's a pretty good one. The mailbox, mailbox? that says "fuck" on it. <laughs> I was fucking man. This just and it wasn't like it was like I think it was a green mailbox, and uh-huh. it just like spray painted "fuck" <laughs> on the mailbox. And I would love to talk to that fan because I want to know what the inspiration is. Like, does he hate mail? Does he hate the color green? What's going on right. here? We got to get to the bottom. Was it Steve from Blue's Clues' mailbox, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah the fuck box. Uh-huh. The, I was just, I was a little confused. I was a little confused by it. And it may, may, reminded me of the time I had to use a mailbox for a, a, a pillow when I was camping the one time. <laughs> Why? So. Why a mailbox? Uh, so, you know those plastic mailboxes oh, okay. for the paper that go ne- next to your actual mailbox? Well, we were we were going camping and and I, we were running behind. I just gra- I was like, grab your shit and go. So I I grabbed a plastic mailbox that I had handy, c- connected to the mailbox post, and <laughs> loaded up some shit and away we Why went. Is that your go to? Would it not be better just not have a pillow? No, no, man. You you need to it had needs to be elevated at least a little bit. Yes. Same same trip. I was using that uh, that uh, Duke. You were there for that trip. That was the uh, I used the mailbox for the pillow. That was the guy backed his truck up over the tent and started it to, to wake that one sad sack of shit up. <laughs> oh, and you woke up and and your phone was underneath the tent. Oh yeah, what a, what a yeah. comedy of errors. The hijinks yeah. just never stops yeah. with you two, huh? That's well. With the guy, they kind of have to. We got a little bit old now. <laughs> no more sleeping on mailboxes for, for you. No, that's been a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was hilarious though because Duke couldn't find his phone. He's looking everywhere for his phone. He's like, well, I guess let's pack up. He packs his tent up, <laughs> and there his phone is like under a tent. tent. I don't know what I was doing under there, but those were yeah, those were different times for both. Yeah, of us. yeah, young and spry. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, Man. um, we also. We got hockey sticks in this match. I don't know if you brought that up. We got uh, 
this is all ringside, by the way. All the weapons are set up. They're in various trash cans. I think even Beulah and Kimona, they like bring a shopping cart full of shit. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's, that's kind of all for naught because they do most of the fighting outside of the building. I mean, they <laughs> must fight like two blocks over. It felt like they were just out there for forever. Yeah, I love the suplex in the street. Great. <laughs> um, I I did like that there there was some very some fans that were very nice about things. Like, yeah. Get out of the way for the camera! Get out of the way for the camera! They Get know. out of the way for the camera! I was like, good job, guys, good job by you. But then there was one fan. The camera hits him in the face, and it doesn't hit him in the face, but gets him right in the face, and the fan screams in terror. <laughs> like the it goes right. He goes ah. <laughs> it's always got to be just one guy one asshole just a, just a camera yeah. um yeah suplexes in the street everyone gets uh garage doors or whatever the hell oh yeah hey hey rogue do you suppose the fans out there were uh you know guy, guys who couldn't get a ticket <laughs> golly with this bullshit again no i don't believe that they were guys joey styles would never lie to me they had to, they had to prevent them at the door no, those were those were just regular fans, I think. What do you think they were doing out there? Do you think they knew the fight was coming outside, or do you think they were just loitering? I think, I think they followed. Oh, they were like inside, out. and they came outside. Yeah. I see. Well, yeah, because they walked right through like a side door. Right. So uh, plenty of people could have just walked. That was right actually out. my thought is like while they're fighting, because they were outside for like five, six minutes at least. Like at, at, mm -hmm. what, what were the people inside doing? Like are there monitors that they could watch this fight from? Do they have the little like? No way. You, 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 no you roll you roll the tv in like in school like they roll a tv in like a little like whatever the hell square thing <laughs> the av club kid yes, shows up yes. it's like let me plug this in for you guys which plug goes where? i don't think that's what happened i wondered about the traffic when they were outside because they're clearly in the middle of a road hmm. right and you do see some headlights at certain spots so maybe it was devon coming back you think yeah. so i think uh it's the, the next layer of the story he didn't know where to go. He just kept going in circles. Um, I got to go back to my family. <laughs> I got to skedaddle back to my family. <laughs> you say skedaddle once and he, he never lets it go. <laughs> did he not skedaddle? He did skedaddle. So like. He skedaddled. Well, I'll give you that. Oh, he skedaddled. Man, there's a spot right before they head back into the, uh, the arena and the, you know, dreamer delivers the the shimtar symbol shot uh so brian lee is like ramming dreamer into the into this big u-haul trailer and i'm thinking to myself man that's probably where the ring goes right <laughs> yeah yeah this is a random it's kind of funny you know exposing uh, the uh you know what's going on back there but for for a for a shit show this had some entertainment right yeah the one-on-one -on -one, you kind of can follow what's going on had some sense to it, so comparison to other stuff we've seen on this show, it was definitely a a welcome. But I mean, of all the weapons, I mean, all these weapons we've, we're talking about, none are more deadly than those uh, luscious milkers of Kimona Wanalea. Just undoes her robe to uh, as as they fight back into the ring. He she she distracts primetime Brian Lee, and this allows Tommy to hit a DDT on a stop sign, and that gives old Tommy the whip. So Tommy gets the win here. And like you said, pretty fun match. Great distraction. Yeah. Hell of a distraction. Again, I'm just like, you got to know where hard cam is, right? You have to face hard cam. 
there are fans that want to see this type of stuff. The the distraction, right, mm. is is great. I'm a big I'm a big Kimono Wanalea guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? real big, real big. Uh, I was just so disappointed. I was a little I was a little let down in the in the moment. I was a little let down. The the match itself, they could have turned the, the music needed to stop. Wait, they kept on fucking playing the music. That pissed me off. Stop it with this bullshit, right? Enough with the music. And then I was thinking, what could you be doing, like in your life? And Kimono Wanalea walks in unrobes and you wouldn't be distracted is there anything that you could be locked in you know what i mean like because you can't blame him right old uh fucking chains prime prime time chains yeah (laughs) yeah chains in there like there's is there anything you could possibly be doing in your life where kimono wanalea unrobes and you're uh you're not Mm. you're just not distracted man he was about to deal the death blow to dreamers ball bag he should have done that first Yeah. Right. Just yeah. a quick death blow on the cinder block. Right. I don't know yep. if we mentioned that. That was the the big build yeah, up here. Yeah. He put a cinder block on Dreamer's junk, and it was about to. Right. You know, so that's kind of thought he like... was shooting blanks before. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Be shooting nothing <laughs> because he's done it before. <laughs> this was like a few months ago. Brian did it to Tommy with a chair. Actually went through with it, and then Tommy did the same thing to him a few shows after that. So now it's just you know back and forth. They're trying to. Talk about a Nards plow. This is like a Nards <laughs> demolition. Kind of I mean, level. it's just yeah, it's um, but it was, it's like a, a, a one-eyed monster for a one-eyed monster is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, perhaps uh, the old aluminum baseball bat. But uh, Beulah stops him because, of course, of course, she does. Uh, she gets goozled by Brian Lee for a choke slam, and then the Komoda flashes, and then all the all the hoopla after that. But uh, that's a prelude to uh one of the like biggest highlights in ecw history like it's in every like video package or whatever the hell so after the match tommy wins bruce brothers come in who are the cousins or brothers of brian lee um they attack tommy uh dreamer and then it cuts to so tommy and brian lee are on top of like a balcony area not the normal like stage area they usually go to it's like a higher balcony and I guess the Bruce brothers stacked like what four or six tables underneath. Primetime Brian Lee choke slams Tommy Dreamer off the balcony, through all these tables, looked brutal, went through them, just all of them seemed like, and uh, crazy moment that sure wasn't wasn't too fun to take. But I don't know if you guys have ever taken a choke slam off a balcony like that, but I imagine it wouldn't be great. I have not taken not like one that. off a balcony. No. <laughs> No, not like that. Hey, there's still time. There is. He's gonna... come on over, Duke. I'll set, we'll set up some tables. <laughs> you got some tables. I get some. Oh, tables. I'll choke you on a balcony. All right. <laughs> I'll choke you on a balcony. <laughs> yeah, Joey Styles tells us we need an ambulance. He's probably right. Yeah, I mean, I would Dreamer's so. real dinged up. That was that was a serious fall. Tommy Dreamer is one of the most underrated tough guys in wrestling. Man, he doesn't need any ambulance. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we do get a, uh, you know, the Bruise Brothers and Chains. They'll be DOA in not too long. Yeah, After yeah. They get a haircut a point. Yeah, can't wait for that. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, but speaking of ambulance, I think the ring might need an ambulance after that match. Oh, because apparently it broke at some point leading into <laughs> the main event. Sabu versus RVD, which is fine because Sabu and RVD probably don't need the ropes for anything, right? So, no. Nah. Um, 
I guess there was like Joey Styles says there was a one hour delay in between matches because they were trying to fix the ring, which I didn't even catch the ring breaking. I don't know if they had like some sort of dark match in between or whatever. But was was this the event that got Kimona in hot water? I don't know. Do tell. I don't I might be getting my events mixed up, but there was an event that they had some type of difficulties and they were down for a while and Kimona essentially went out and stripped for the crowd. <laughs> I, I oh, bet yeah? this was that, that would make yeah, sense. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if this was the it, obviously it wasn't on the Peacock version because they're bastards. Uh, you cut everything else that you want, but you leave Kimono alone. Yeah. Uh, That's so funny. Wonder, Go out there and strip. I, <laughs> Go vamp. It was her. It was her idea. Oh, I, I don't remember. It might have been. God, who was it? Todd Gordon or one of the ECW guys. I forget. I think it might have been Todd Gordon, but uh, he said it was her idea to go out there and because the fans are just standing there, they're going to be out of it. Let's do something to bring them back in. She said, I'll go out there and strip mm. boom. But I guess that got, uh, that got some heat from the other, uh, the other gals. So the other gals were mad. Yeah. Like why, why wouldn't they? I mean, they could probably just go out there and strip on their own volition. I would assume they, they probably could have went out there too. And everybody would have been having a great time. They would have turned the ECW arena into a snow globe. <laughs> it would have been fucking wonderful. Well, it's a shame to hear from Kimona, but well, it's a shame that it wasn't on Peacock because I, w- I would like to see that. But, right. um, but yeah, so there's a huge delay, whatever the case was. And uh, <laughs> the, the crowd seems very like you could tell it's been a long time because there's like hat guy is not there anymore. Uh, it seems the crowd's a little lighter. It's definitely a little quieter, but they got Sabu and RVD up, which if any match could, you know, pump them up a little bit. I'm sure it's that, but. Man, we get a fuck the ring chant. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> First time I've heard that one. Because yeah. the, 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 uh, the ropes snap very early on. So I guess they didn't do a good job at fixing the ring. Uh, just on like a basic Irish whip. I think RVD like breaks it. The thing yeah. snaps and then they're just like, you can tell they're like, what the fuck? Um, because I'm sure a lot of this match centered around those ropes. And to be fair, they were still able to use them to an extent. But um, I think my, my takeaway from this match is... is like these Sabu and RVD, two of the most creative wrestlers of all time. So if there's any guys that could improvise around this, it's probably them. And it was, they still managed to have a pretty damn good match. I thought, what'd you guys think about this one? I, I was so like locked into the ropes being fucked. Yes. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of hard to, cause like I've been, I've been at shows and I've worked shows where the two guys are in the ring or a tag teams in the ring and the ropes just, I don't know, you know, they just all of a sudden are loose as shit. And you worry right away. And you almost want to just be like, all right, guys, you need to like go home now. Like, just go home. We'll send some guys out there. We'll get the ropes fixed. But there was no fix in these. So, like, some of the stuff they were pulling off with the ropes all jacked up was pretty impressive. And I don't know, like, there's a borderline between, like, impressive and just fucking dumb. <laughs> I don't know where, like, where we'll it lands a, exactly. But a little bit, man. But uh, for what the match was, the fans didn't seem too, fans didn't seem too into it. That was the thing yeah. that that uh, compared to the rest of the bullshit. They're probably like, tired this at this point, you... though. They're probably annoyed from having right. to sit there and watch this horse strip in the ring. Are you kidding me? Okay, like how long can you watch somebody strip in a in a wrestling ring? Long as it takes. <laughs> okay, after those two minutes, like what else do you do? <laughs> uh, there was there was, uh, the ropes being uh, as loose as they were and all jacked up was a concern, but I thought the they bigger did great, con- like considering they did a, yeah. 
they did a great job, but the the bigger concern to me was the monkey flip spot oh. or like Sab Sabu. He could have gotten he could have gotten ass fucked. He is he's he's lucky, or maybe he's not so lucky that he didn't get <laughs> ass fucked right there. Yeah, like that was dangerous. As, that was dangerous as hell. Yeah, it was the uh, Sabu was in the corner, uh, just like up against the corner. RVD has a chair in his hand. And the idea was for him to drop the chair and then roll over it and then monkey flip Sabu onto the flat chair. But the chair like unfolded. So the legs were sticking up. But RVD, I guess, didn't see it. Well, how could he see it? Monkey flip Sabu onto the chair's legs that were sticking up. But Sabu, I mean, he landed on it, didn't die. So I guess it was fine all in all. But I guess they got stretchered out eventually. So maybe not. But um, yeah, and his 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 fingers got jacked up early in this match. Yeah. And then the the other spot, the other spot that I, I took issue with was uh, RVD goes up top. He's got a chair mm-hmm. and Sabu's on his feet and he points to the sky uh-huh. and then turns and just stands and waits. He just waits for RVD to do this like flipping senton while, while with the chair. You got at least like maybe he thought fake. I like, thought the ropes get, were going to get fail on and, and make RVD fall. So he's probably had faith in the ropes. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. The crowd. Oh, and that Sabu Sabu nutting himself was also a high point for me. Let's go with that. Yeah, the, the the crowd was pretty firmly behind Sabu. Um, RVD didn't seem like he'd really added his like personality that you know to his character. Yeah, just badass guy who throws kicks and flies around. Uh, it, some exciting spots though, like you'd expect out of these guys. I. I I really like when uh, Van Dam is uh, he's laid out with his junk on the guardrail, and then Sabu does a suicide splash, and they go flying into the crowd. Yes, very yeah. good. Yeah, sloppy as hell, but I mean, you know, very sloppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably should have been a lot sloppier with the circumstances because like Sabu's still throwing out triple jump moonsaults off the top rope, even as as loose as it is. Which is, like you said, is it impressive? Is it dumb? It's probably both, but. They were able to improvise. They probably more crowd fighting than they intended. I would assume they like fight to the bleachers and um, chairs, like you said, are all over the place. Tables get involved. Uh, they do the um, so Sabu bridges a table over the barricade in the ring, goes to jump towards RVD, ends up DDT and RVD through this bridged table, uh, which looked gnarly. And um, so this is their I should also say this is their third match against each other. Um, they're one and one. And in the last match, RVD won with a second rope fisherman buster that broke Sabu's neck. So he goes for it again. He misses it. He misses the first time Sabu counters with a flying DDT. Uh, but then RVD hits this fisherman buster off the top. And there's a bit of a delay for the pinfall. So Sabu's able to kick out this time. And then Sabu ends up winning with a atomic Arabian face buster for the win. So Sabu wins, but both guys get stretchered out. So does anybody really win? But um, yeah, really good match. And RVD, this RVD is still very new. He's only been there for like two or three months at this point. So yeah, he's still walking out in like the, the top gee. Yeah, this is like the first match, I think, where he had like the tie dye singlet that like he tried to, he used to have like just a plain black, whatever singlet. So he's like slowly evolving his character. But like you say, he's not really quite there yet. But Still, good stuff, especially with the circumstances. I uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. 
Yeah, it seemed it definitely seemed like they did a little a lot more crowd work. Like like you said, I, I completely agree with that. The and early in the match too, like uh, Sabu grabs the ropes in like anger. <laughs> Like after you hear him, he's like, he like grabs the ropes and angers like fuck. And then the other thing that happens early on was like the only part in this match where it was, and you would think there'd be a lot more like botch type scenarios yeah. in this, but uh, it was, he goes and you know, the spot he's RVD ducks down. He's going to go for a back body drop. Sabu's going to turn and do kind of a backwards rollout, but the rope steps. And then he still kind of runs at him <laughs> and just, just the, the most half-ass like roll kind of, gimmick that he yeah. did the funniest part in this entire match do, do, do you do you know what it is you got something written down for the the part that made you laugh the most let's see here what do we got is it a nard shot nah nah i don't think i uh i don't, I don't know if i have this one why don't you want you film, film so me when up? when they got that uh that bridge going with the table from the ring to the guard room uh-huh. and our rvd gets up on top of it. he's on his stomach uh-huh. right and he's like kind of crawling a little bit, putting himself in position. And it looks like he waves a fart away. <laughs> like he takes his arm it. and it looks like he's just, it looks like he just daft and he's waving it away. <laughs> like I thought that was weird. Like it just, I don't know what he was doing. He's laying there on the table. There's no reason to wave a fart away unless that's what you're doing. <laughs> like you're on camera, buddy. This is paper. You're in front of a live audience. Uh-huh. Like you, you can't, you can't commit to waving it away. And has that ever worked in the history of ripping ass to wave it away? Oh, <laughs> that, like that. that never works. You never wave it away. Well, it's just why there. shoot it away? Enjoy there. it, right? Well, I mean, d- d- depending on what brand you're looking at, yeah, sure, why not? But at the same time, like you just you don't wave like it he's away. He's about to get RV, drilled you're... through a table head first. Like the least he could, the, he could do is make sure he's you know it smells fine. Which you know what? But wouldn't that wouldn't that be in the confines of the match? Wouldn't that be a good defense then? So you think if he waved the fart in the opposite direction, maybe Sabu wouldn't have been able to execute the maneuver. Right. And RVD would That'd be won. one of those like, I'm, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, no, I'm not going to do right. this. Right. <laughs> Who shit their pants? Sabu strikes me as a fellow who'd be like, oh, that's stinky. Let me let me go away. So right. actually yeah. a really good point you bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing I do. <laughs> But uh, yeah, any any other thoughts on this match? That brings Hardcore Heaven to a close. Any other thoughts on this match? Thoughts on this show? Thoughts on uh, aluminum bats or anything? I mean, yeah, that uh, that last match was a good match. I mean, they they hit their you know their crazy wild spots that they're known for, mm-hmm. and. You know, a lot of this show was a shit show, but like I said at the beginning, I'm trying to embrace the chaos and enjoy it with mm-hmm. these ones, you know, because that whole tag team turmoil bullshit, was it was a good, like, hour <laughs> of the show. It was a lot. You know, and with three no contests and a DQ. Never quite seen anything like that <laughs> before on the show, yeah. you know. Um, There's some good action, though. In watching this event, now we've watched, was this our third, yeah. this is our third ECW event that we watched together? Okay. One of the things I thought about was if this was in an age now, right? Like if you put ECW up now, hmm. do you think that they, like in the internet world, right? Do they survive at all? Do they even, do they even become a number, you know, three product in, in today's, in today's world? 
Because watching the back, like some of it's a lot of it's just not good. Yeah. Which sucks for me to say because I, I loved ECW when I was younger. So a lot of it's just not very good. Does it survive? Yeah, today, I mean, I feel like we've just been um, desensitized probably to this type of stuff. Um, I don't know. Is GCW kind of an equivalent nowadays? ECW? As close as really there is, I guess. I would say that's that's the, the closest comp you can make. Yeah, because they usually they have some relatively big stars there. A lot of extreme stuff, but also some pretty good wrestling. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't think it's probably as because ECW, I mean, it was just a cult following because you had WWF and WCW. You have to have a lot of things happen, too, because WWF, WCW are both like not that great. At least they weren't for several years. So ECW was something different. I think people were just hungry for something different, which is probably what sparked right. like the real uh, support behind it. Plus, they got like people like gotcha. Stone Cold showing up, and even he was, it was Steve Austin, but it was, he was still a well-known name. And you have like Brian Pillman popping up, and then like Luchadors, which you didn't didn't really see anywhere else. So it was like it was like a perfect blend of stuff. I think. Plus, it's the nineties yeah. in general. It just felt like it fit the culture too. So, right. Yeah, they, that's a good point. They did, you know, they did have some of the best wrestlers in the world at this time. You know, a lot of them, yeah. it was just kind of a pit stop between, you know, what they were doing before and the big leagues. But mm-hmm. I mean, Jericho looked great here. You know, yeah, I thought so too. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, RVD obviously, he you know went on to be a huge star, and Sabu was a legend. You know, mm-hmm. um, but you know they're the mainstays of ECW do kind of stick around though, basically until they close, I think with dreamer and these guys and yeah, dreamer um, does for sure. Dougler probably. No, yeah. Dougler, he, he, he jumped ship. We covered the Dougler. Yeah. 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 yeah the last couple of years of ECW, it's kind of like a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, new Jack pretty much stays there. I mean, most, most guys stick around till at least like 2000, then it starts kind of, People start jumping ship, but um, I, I enjoy the show. I thought like because ECW, like you guys said, it's chaos. It always is like even the shows we've covered. But there was like some direction here. There's like stories starting to be told outside of like the world title, which is refreshing, like Douglas and the TV title. You got the BWO, as silly as it is, ends up becoming a big thing. And that's kind of like the seeds being planted for that. You got the Dudley storyline. You got. Taz being built up, Ravens champ. So there's some good stuff here. But like you said, the tag team uh it's like scuffle maybe could have uh been 30 minutes shorter, perhaps, but what can you do? Yeah. What can you do? But you know, just watching those I could watch those guys duke it out for a year. But speaking of duking and years and people going rogue, the year of Duke and Rogue podcast. Once again, boys, thanks again for uh checking out the show, coming on, talk about it. where can everybody find you boys, listen to you. And tweedle your nipples. Well, they can tweedle my nipples anytime they see me. I'm uh, welcome. I'm a welcome man as far as that goes. You can check us out. It is uh, at Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast. So just look up Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find the Year of Duke and Rogue as well as uh, Tots Pod. You can follow the Year of Duke and Rogue on Twitter. That's at Year of Pod. You can follow uh, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast on Twitter. That's at GBW Pod. You can follow them at uh, on Instagram. Just look up Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast. Facebook, just look up Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast. You can buy the T's, PWT slash Gorilla Brain. Uh, I think that's it as far as that. You can catch me live every Monday night on the Shining Wizards Podcast. Uh, I think that's 
Duke, am I missing something as far as where else people is can that find all? Us? I think that I think that's pretty you good. See, you say it pretty like good. that, man. You start talking about people that are like, oh, I got a TikTok. I got a fucking oh, yeah, yeah. social. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that you is. Threads. Like I got like yeah, threads. I heard that the right. other day. It's like, yeah, you can find us on threads. Like, I don't need to find you on threads. Like, just go to the most popular spots. That's where you no. should be. Then I'll find you there. Right. Like, don't make me find new social media to find where you are. That's that's absurd. Yeah. Where can people find you, man? Who cares? Nobody wants to find me. Oh. Nobody even looks for me. Sorry, but you got a kendo. That's all I need. Me and, uh, yeah, <laughs> me and kendo here. Fills all my needs and it kind of looks like a lever. (laughs) (laughs) Time to end the show. (laughs) Once again, thank you to Duke and Rogue from the Year of Duke and Rogue podcast for joining me on this show. Always a great old time with these boys. Love having them on. Go check them out. Go check out the Year of Duke and Rogue podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, all the info, all the info in the description below. What else is there to do but hit this jingle? Bartholomew, why don't you go ahead and hit play on that bad boy? WCWECWWWF, who's the hardest promotion? Eric or Vince or Polly? I think we can agree, though, it's mostly shit. Alrighty. Let's grade this bad boy, shall we? First of all, if you're unfamiliar with this, the hardest promotion battle of 1996. What this entails, I kind of glazed over it in the beginning here, but we look at this show, Hardcore Heaven 1996. We look at just this era in general of ECW, and we see how it compares against the other hard hitters in this era, that being WWF and WCW. Um... Each category has its own weight, has its own criteria, but we will get into it. I will walk you through it. Also, you could also check this out on YouTube if you're not already, which uh, I'll be sharing the screen. So it'll be a little easier if you do that, but I'll also uh, tell the tale through my tongue, if you will. First of all, first thing we got to do is grade this pay-per-view. Pay-per-view? Pay-per-view. <laughs> Uh, Hardcore Heaven 1996. So we're grading on a scale from S to F. S being like one of the best shows ever. F being to uh, basically chlamydia, but in a wrestling ring. So what do we got here? Hardcore Heaven 1996. I'll say this. I think I enjoyed this more than my guests did. Um, But maybe that's kind of in relation to all the ECW I've been watching. And maybe this just felt like an improvement. Maybe it felt like the ship was kind of. Um, kind of, you know, going, going in a certain way, you know, it used to be just a, a ship that was on fire and it was sinking and then it hit an iceberg and then a tornado hit it. Now it's like, okay, we're, we're on, on a sea. The sea might be full of, uh, all sorts of STDs and dip spit and stuff, but we're, what am I talking about? ECW hardcore. <laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, Hardcore Heaven is kind of a show where ECW is starting to find a little bit of direction. Um, got some good storylines brewing. Got some good wrestling. The presentation, the crowds into it. I mean, th- there's a lot of good stuff happening here. But that's not to say this show wasn't um, 
it, it had its faults. I would say, you know, the tag team kind of, there was a lot of just mindless brawling on this show, which I get to an extent, but I think it just dragged on a bit too long. Um, but oh, not, not a ton of, you know, dead space on this show. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, so we're looking at, I'm looking at the other shows here just to kind of compare. I gave matter of respect. I gave a B. Let me just kind of uh, pull up the matter of respect card to kind of refresh my memory here. Um, Cause that was the last ECW show. I do remember it being good. I remember RVD and Sabu was great. Um, close to being a match of the year, but not quite. Um, You had some doubly, you had some Dudley's shenanigans. You got, yeah, oh, you had that uh, triple threat between RVD or uh, between Raven, Pitbull, and Sandman. That was pretty good. Shane Douglas versus Two Cold Scorpio. I'm gonna say this, man. I think Hardcore Heaven was better than Matter of Respect. I think I'm looking at Matter of Respect. You got a lot of stupid shit with like Damian Kane. You got. Taz just in a random squash match. The Chris Jericho Mikey Whipwreck match wasn't that great. Uh, the main event was just a long six man bullshit brawl. Now, not saying that this show didn't have any of those things, but I, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm gonna give this, you know, what? I might throw a B at this show. I think I'm gonna throw a B at this show. I think it was ECW. Um, Doing the ECW thing at its best, or at least in a very at least at a very good level. Um, I thought Jericho and Pitbull was really good. I thought the Terry Gordy and Raven thing was kind of silly, but I thought that was very entertaining. Dreamer and um, Brian Lee, again, kind of a mindless brawl at a lot of points, but it still had its unique spin, being like actually on the street, you know. Um, it's definitely not an A, that's for sure. But I, I would I would say it's better than a C. I might throw a B minus at this, but it gets a B for me. Hardcore Heaven, 1996. It's raining. It's sticking balls off now. Hopefully it's not too loud. Um, but yeah. All right. So we got ECW Hardcore Heaven gets a B. Now, what does that mean? Well, now we go over to this tab over here and we see which promotion has the best average score. For their pay-per-views uh, slash events. Currently, WWF still is in the lead here. They have a four, which equates to uh, about a B, I guess, on average. ECW is, is doing slightly better than WCW, though, at a 2.67. So what would that be? Like a C, uh, C minus, whatever the hell. But um, so ECW is not in the lead. So that nothing changes from the overall average grade score. So WWF um, maintains that. By the way, I should say, right now going into this show, the overall score here is WWF with 13, ECW with 8, WCW with 1. Uh, so WWF is still in the lead here, but like I said, let's kind of watching these promotions in tandem. I would say WWF at this point, in this particular date and time, probably one of the weaker uh, weaker shows at this point. But we're, we're, we're taking into account kind of an overall um, look at the company as well here in certain areas. But 
Uh, best pay-per-view so far. Well, I should say the best overall average grade gives WWF six points. So they maintain that best pay-per-view of this year. Still WrestleMania 12 uh, WWF uh, maintains their two points for that. Worst pay-per-view WCW Super Brawl WCW gets negative one point for that. So hardcore heaven, you know, as per the grade, not the best, not the worst, but uh, from an in-ring perspective. So best overall, currently we're tracking ECW as the best. And I think I, w- I, w- I will still maintain that. So um, just kind of just the variety. You have the tag team stuff. You have the hardcore stuff. You also have just the pure in-ring quality, like your Jericho's and even like Pitbull and stuff. I mean, they're, they're even matches that don't seem like they're going to be good end up being great. You know, two cold Scorpios having some good matches. Shane Douglas is solid. So Better than anything WWF or uh, WCW are doing at this point. So uh, ECW gets those four points. Um, So no changes yet. Best match of the year. Currently tracking Shawn Michaels versus Diesel at In Your House 7. Best match in Hardcore Heaven, I think I would say... um, Probably Pitbull versus... Um, Jericho, I would say probably the best on this card. Now, is that better than Sean versus Diesel? I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't even say that match was better than RVD versus Sabu at Matter of Respect. So, uh, no change to best match of the year. WWF still maintains that with two points there. Worst match of the year, currently tracking... Ultimate Warrior versus Goldust at In Your House 7 as well. Uh, the worst match on this show, I mean, those tag team deals weren't really matches. Um, yeah, nothing on this show was really that awful, in my opinion. So, especially not worse than Warrior versus Goldust. So, WWF still has that, and they get negative one point for that. Uh, roster, star power. So best overall, we're tracking WCW as that. Um, and I would still kind of, you know, this this show, Hardcore Heaven, really didn't see many changes to their roster, if any. So I don't see any reason to change. Because um, at this point, WCW, they've seen uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash debut. So they got them plus the Cruiserweights, plus Hogan and Macho Man and Flair and... Booker T and like, you know, WCW's got the best roster, I would say the most uh, most breadth and the most depth currently. So WCW uh, maintains that with four points. Wrestler of the year tracking Shawn Michaels currently as the best of the year. Ooh, who who from this show would give him is is currently competing with Shawn Michaels at this point? Shane Douglas, perhaps. Potentially, potentially. I don't know if he's quite at that level yet, though. Shane Douglas. He's doing some great stuff. I think he may overtake him at some point, but I don't think as of yet, quite yet. I just don't think he's had he's had the significant, at least as many significant matches as Shawn Michaels, but the quality of Shawn Michaels. So um, I will say Shane Douglas as a character is better than Shawn Michaels, but 
overall, I think HBK kind of holds this for now, but I don't know how long he will. Um, you can also argue RVD, Sabu, um, Devon. <laughs> yeah, as of right now, I don't think um, nobody, nobody's touching Shawn Michaels at this point. Not yet. Not yet. So WWF still has that one at two points. Worst wrestler of the year, Kevin Sullivan. <sighs> yeah, no, no one from this show, Hardcore Heaven, I don't think really uh, prompts a change in this one. ECW-wise, I mean, the worst wrestler, who would you even... Who would even... Uh, like a Mikey Whipwreck or something? I don't know. Um, yeah, no one from ECW, I don't think, is, has that... Um, moniker yet so wcw maintains that with negative one point out of ring so we're looking at gimmicks characters promos storylines um currently tracking the best overall out of ring quality we're tracking ecw and i think i will still maintain that like i said man they got you know a bunch of unique storylines I mean, the the Raven and Sandman thing is kicking off, bringing out Sandman's son. You got the TV, the TV title scenes pretty good. You got the tag team division. While it was a bit clunky on this show in particular, you got a lot of um, it's it, there's a competitive vibe to it. So I think um, plus with all just, you know, the Tommy Dreamers and the, <laughs> the Brian Lee stuff, like all the. All the classic ECW stuff. I think ECW's got the most uh, engaging product from an out-of-ring standpoint uh, currently. So they keep that at four points. Best character or storyline. We're tracking Goldust. Goldust is kind of slipping at this point, man. He's, um, he had, like, it was going good. Um, now he's kind of just an, an accessory piece to the Mankind and Undertaker feud. And I believe Goldie loses the IC title soon, but we're not there yet, so we can't really factor that in quite yet. But um, who on this show, who on ECW right now would give him a run? Again, Shane Douglas. But again, I feel like with Shane Douglas, we're just kind of brewing something that's going to turn out to be better. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think we're almost there. Um, RVD, Taz, Taz. Taz is something. Love the presentation of Taz. Um, he, beat a, he beat a legit UFC fighter. He has Team Taz with him. He has Bill Alfonso with him. Still building to the Sabu match, which is something that people are clamoring for. Do I throw Taz here as the best character? Or is there a storyline on this show? Um, Raven and Sandman. That's another one I think is still building. I think we're just, I think the flame was just ignited. I don't think it's at its peak yet. So we'll keep an eye on that one, but... I might throw a Taz at this one, man. Oh, it's tough. Taz or Goldust? Who's the, who's the better character in June of 1996? Um, 
dog. I kind of want to put Taz. I think we're gonna, it might change. We might we could always go back, right? There's a lot of shows left. Um, this will change, especially with the Bash at the Beach 1996 coming up. They probably this is probably all a moot point, anyways. But look, man, Taz takes that one, man. We got we got we got some points changing now. Finally, so ECW takes over. They take the two points away from WWF here. Uh, worst character storyline, Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> this is something I don't think has, ch has changed um, since the start of this, and I think we're going to keep it here. Yeah, nothing, nothing on this show was worse than that. I don't think so. WCW gets negative one point for that. So with that... Where are we standing here, folks? WWF still in the lead with 11 points. But ECW creeping up on them with 10 points. Only one point behind. And we got WCW pulling the rear oh yeah, with one point. So um, close race up top here, but we got a lot of year left. And uh, yeah, I think that about does it, huh? By the way, whoever wins this, I will buy a championship belt of the uh, the winning company. I don't remember if I said that in the beginning or not, but that's what's at stake here. High stakes, folks. High stakes. But um, yeah, that about does her for, for me, man. That, that about does it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I enjoy you all. Make sure to follow. Make sure to like, subscribe, the follow. Uh, stick your finger in my belly button and call me the Pillsbury Doughboy. Make sure you do all of those things. Appreciate you all. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Appreciate your your warm smile. <laughs> I'm hard. Yeah.